0: This week's episode of Here's What i Get is brought to you by Who Are These Podcasts? They listen to podcasts so you don't have to. Check them out at whoarethese.com every week. Carl and a rotating number of guest hosts, uh, they each listen to a podcast and then they bring in clips and talk about how terrible it is. It's like the Cream Abdul-Jabbar roast, except if it were written by a funny person. So go check out that show. They have... Over 250 episodes or something now. I was on an episode recently. Uh, It's a great show. I've been really enjoying it. So go listen to that. Whoarethese.com
1: Hello and welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get. From north to south, east to west, the only formerly intergender podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I am your host, Carl, from Who Are These Podcasts. And with me today, ghostwriter of the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar roast, Tim the <laughs> <handle> Breaker, <laughs> And he's going? got two thumbs, and they're stuck in his Chinese finger trap. It's Tab Burt.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, Carl what's happening, fellas? Carl is a big name podcaster. Yes, he is what we call a big get. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: a um, he's 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 like the like the world tree, right? You know the you know the uh, the world tree in uh, in Thor. Yeah, right. He's one of the branches.
0: Yeah, like if we're Midgard, he's like. Uh, uh valhalla we're not not even midgard
2: we're we're like a little tiny sapling (laughs) yeah Yeah, we're hell
0: (laughs) uh so carl has a podcast two of these podcasts i've talked about it before um i've been listening to it since i don't know late last year and uh, we met at road rage tampa for the first time and that was a ton of fun yeah i'll never forget when i first met
1: tab i get out of the car i walk up and what my move is hi my name is carl I don't assume anyone knows who I am. And also that gives someone a chance to say, hey, Carl, I'm so-and-so. Uh-huh. And of course, I know Tab is Madcox, but I don't want to call him Madcox. Yeah. So he does not tell me what his name is. And <laughs> he just goes, oh, yeah, you're Carl from Rudy's Podcast. But like, yeah, I knew that. That was the thing that I did. Anyway, it was really nice hanging out with you for those few days. Yeah, The yeah. my
0: my favorite part of Tampa was um, after the show Saturday night, I got back to the Airbnb And Airbnb had this like a little small porch right above the entryway Uh and Carl was already back and he's up there drinking. So I I was like, I'll grab a drink too. And I went out there and was sitting up there and uh, we were just chatting about the show and how great it was. And then Dick got back like a certain period of time later and he... Pulled up all the rest of the booze that was in the Airbnb and (laughs) on the balcony, and we finished almost all of it off, and just sat and talked, and it was like the calm after the storm. Yeah, all that build up and then the release of the show, and uh, yeah, that was that was really nice. And then the next morning, Carl was like already gone. He had packed all of his Apple Store of stuff and just disappeared. Wow, you didn't even before I even got out of bed. Yeah, didn't
1: even didn't even cook me breakfast. Tab, we were up until after five after the show. That's drinking true. Drinking on the porch there. And I had a flight that I had to catch before noon. So I was on very little sleep, just had to fucking get up and go.
0: Oh, you had to fly? Oh,
1: that's... Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> I drove 17 hours straight home, just nonstop through a snowstorm. So oh, shit. Well, so that,
1: that's why I didn't,
0: I didn't cook you breakfast. I wanted to make sure I caught my flight. Uh, well, um next time what else do we have going on we watched the godzilla movie the new one yeah uh speaking of other podcasts we talked to tony from act the movie says his godzilla podcast and i'm sure they're going to be talking about this week but first you get to hear from us say that it uh, sucks dick and <laughs> did not care for that movie no tim fell asleep i did
2: i fell asleep watching a giant monkey fight godzilla <laughs> uh not 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 good news did you watch that one carl I have no
1: interest in that movie at all. When I saw the trailer for it, I don't know who that's for because people who are Godzilla fans aren't going to enjoy that. So I don't know why they would make that movie.
2: Funny you bring that up. I had a theory as we were watching this movie, as we were watching the movie, uh, I equated to the same theory uh, Tab has about modern Star Trek. Uh, modern Star Trek is made by people who haven't watched Star Trek for people who don't like Star Trek. The it same thing right. the same thing applies to this movie it's made by people who haven't seen Godzilla and King Kong movies made for people who don't like Godzilla and King Kong movies
0: yeah it was um it was just uh, you trucking a Tuckin' texted us and said, "Hey, do you want to watch uh, Godzilla for movie night?" And I immediately text back, "No." Yeah. And you're like, "Yeah, sure." So well, I was out voting. I only saw
2: the first text. He he's a <laughs> he's a multiple texter where yeah. he'll text two lines of this you know two different texts instead of one I only paragraph. Saw, yeah. I only saw, "Hey, you guys want to do movie night?" Oh. So I'm like, "Yeah, sure, that sounds great." And then it wasn't until like I clicked into the messaging app and saw that I was like, "Oh, you want to watch King Kong?" And I was like, "No."
0: Well, why didn't you say anything? I did. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. Well, that was, it was not good. Did not enjoy it. Zero of zero stars. I said we
2: should. I would rather watch uh, Godzilla 99 than sit.
0: Uh, that's true. Uh, I was really pleased, Carl, went on Tony's show, and I went from the lowest rated person having not watched any Godzilla movies mm-hmm. to uh, not the lowest rated. Second lowest. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm the lowest rated out there, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, because uh, you hadn't seen any of them before. I don't remember what, what movie you did, but... I was listening and you said, I haven't seen any of the Godzilla podcasts." And Tony says, oh, well, that puts you a uh, rank lower than tab. And I said, yeah, lower than me. <laughs> well, I, we, we did destroy all monsters, which is one of the bigger
1: movies. I guess people really enjoy that one. And I did watch that movie before the, the podcast. I did prep for the podcast.
2: Yes, he's a prepper. That's the one where there's, right. there's like a bunch of them, right?
0: Yeah,
1: dude, it, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's so bad.
0: Oh, well, uh, are you ready to get into some issues, Tim? I think so. Well, I'll go first this week. Here's what I don't get. And I'm, I'm bringing this in specifically because Carl's on this this episode and he's talked about it a lot on his show. So here's what I don't get. Uh, the Flat Earth Conspiracy. Listening, listening to Dick Masterson has changed the way that I approach uh, things I don't understand. Yeah. Right. So whenever I see a conspiracy theory come out, the first question I, or or any kind of uh, something where something doesn't make any sense. I ask myself, where is the benefit? Who gains from doing this? Right? So if I approach a a conspiracy theory like that, I can see the plausibility. Why is nine 11 an inside job? Well, if government forces wanted to create a lot of a more surveillance state, uh, uh, Populist that was happy to kind of submit to things that are outside the jurisdiction of the law. Uh-huh. Well, a false flag attack would kind of, it did numb us and did get that. When I think, when I look at things like, well, why are they lying about masks working or not working or whatever? And all this stuff with the coronavirus, I can say, see like, well, there's benefit in getting Trump out of office and there's all this spending that's going to all these shady places. And it's giving, it's putting a lot of power in these very small sets of hands. So when I see the flat Earth conspiracy and I ask myself that question, where's the gain? I don't have an answer to that question. <laughs> so if, that isn't also a conspiracy theory. <laughs> that isn't also a conspiracy theory. Like if you believe it, that the Earth is flat, I don't understand who wins in that situation, yeah. right? Like when we talk about like the Rothschilds own the World Bank and the Sikh, the Jews and Illuminati and the lizard people do all this stuff, it's like, well, that's an ultra powerful group consolidating more power. But them just being like, no, the Earth's a ball. It's a ball. That's the. Oh, also, Tab, the thing that's fascinating to me is that
1: they don't think space exists. They don't think (laughs) that the moon is real, that stars are actually stars. They don't believe in any of that. And so what they say is they're faking these. They don't think satellites exist. Like, oh, they're faking these rocket launches and they're faking all this. NASA is all just a, a goof. It's like, well, why would they even create that? We well, yeah. just be like, yeah, we, we don't have the technology to fly into outer space. I'd believe that, but like, I don't know how to do that either. Okay.
0: Yeah, we 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 put put billions of dollars in faking going to the moon so that we could fool <laughs> these dummies into thinking their planet's a ball.
1: Yeah. Well, and as Crosh pointed out, I think on our show recently is GPS. All right, so here's something that totally makes the uh, flat Earth theory completely incorrect: is that we have GPS. Global positioning satellites that can track everywhere you are on the earth. They don't think satellites exist. So what do they think that is? Does is that God do?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the best part of the flat earth theory is that they always have like Another card in their deck to explain to you with them even more convoluted. So when I, when I I took an like an astronomy one hundred one class yeah, in yeah. college as one of my required sciences, yeah. and in that they talked about uh, retrograde orbits. Yeah. So we used to think that planets travel in elliptical orbits because we see retrograde motion in the sky, mm-hmm. and that's our our different orbit speed of planets. So. They built a model of how this worked, but it had to have so many functioning pieces to show, like this is how these ellipses work. That the the heliocentric method, where everything just circles around something bigger, yeah, it's so simple. it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Occam's no, not Occam's razor. What's it? Uh, no, yeah, Occam's razor is the simplest answer is yes. usually yeah. the yeah. correct. Yeah, and. And so that all works. Like their theory is built on so many layers of people deceiving you. Like one of the ones I read was that gravity isn't real. The earth is accelerating up at 32 feet per second constantly. And that's why, that's why when you drop something, it falls down. <laughs> Which is crazy because the other thing they say is,
1: the reason why us globers or ballers as they call us, the reason why this is a stupid theory is because we have to be traveling a thousand miles per hour spinning while also traveling thirty thousand miles per hour around the orbit and wouldn't you feel that well wouldn't you feel it I mean when you're in an elevator don't you feel it when something's going up thirty two feet a minute or whatever the fuck they're saying is why gravity exists it's like they their explanations contradict themselves
0: yeah yeah well that that's a great point this this one article that I read um, it had 18 proofs that of why the globe isn't, isn't real. And the thing about this was I was reading it and I got really confused. That was the, that was the real way is that it made my head hurt so much reading all this, trying to like pick out what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah. Just made me want to go lay down and not um, discuss any of this. So one of them was the night sky and Polaris, right? They say if, if, the Earth is a ball. You shouldn't be able to see the North Star in the the Southern Hemisphere, right? If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, you're south of the equator. You shouldn't be able to see the North Star. Their their argument is that uh, it should not be visible anywhere in the Southern Hemisphere for Polaris to be seen from the Southern Hemisphere of a globular Earth. The observer would have to somehow have to be looking through the globe, and miles of latency would be transparent, which is which is correct. And then they say Polaris can be seen over. Up to over 20 degrees south of the equator, Uh which is not true. (laughs) And then they argue that that is the reason why we know it's a flat Earth, because the thing that is not true is true. It's like, but it's not, you can't see the Polaris from the set, you can see it from like one degree south. Yeah. And then they talk about stuff like, um, well, if the earth is curved, why do buildings not have to be built with a curve and they should just be built perfectly flat? It's like, well, the earth is 25,000 miles in diameter. Yeah. It's real big. (laughs) So one degree to get to travel one degree on the earth, you have to travel 70 miles. And there are 360 of those. So roads don't really have to figure the curvature of the earth because they're more dealing with the elevation of the land around them. It's it's so weird, because they talk about how water finds its level, and if the water finds its level, why does the Suez Canal work? Which clearly it doesn't, because someone parked a boat in there. <laughs> but the other thing that their model doesn't account for is tides. Like, how do you explain tides if if there, there's no moon pulling slightly pulling on the gravity of the yeah. Earth? It's, it is mind-numbing, the stuff that they talk about, and then the great thing about listening to Carl's show is that there are multiple theories of how the flat earth works. Like there's one that the earth is a disc with the North pole in the center yeah. and an ice wall around the edges. And then there's another group that thinks it's more laid out like the map they saw in the fourth grade.
2: Yeah. And, and they saw, the, <laughs> they saw in the fourth, they saw, they saw their, you know, the flat map. And then they saw the picture of, uh, of earth from space in the encyclopedia mm-hmm. and they go, well, hold on. These are the same thing. <laughs> One of these has to be right. I'm going to choose this one. But then those two different groups, like they they think the other side are idiots. Yes. <laughs> right.
1: Yes. That, that's what's so funny. The Flat Earthers fight amongst themselves. I was listening to this one. I, I listened to a three-hour-long Flat Earth podcast, and these people were unbelievable. They had the Pac-Man theory of the sun. <laughs> this was... <laughs> that was incredible. Uh, you guys have heard this? The theory uh, yeah. is this, the sun comes up, You know, on the the east, that's in the west. And how does it do that if the earth is flat? It's like, well, it's the Pac-Man theory. You go off one side of the board, you come off on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) And there you go. How do you argue
0: with that? You can't (laughs) argue with that with science. (laughs) (laughs) Like, How do you know how Pac-Man works? No. Just (laughs) shut (laughs) up. Yeah, I've seen ones where, then there's the one where it discusses time zones. And it says that time zones shouldn't exist on a globe. Because uh, the sun would be blah blah blah, and but time zones only exist on a globe. If if they weren't on a globe, there wouldn't be time zones yeah. because it would be a big flat ball that got equal sun all the time. And none of their models uh, accounted for the twenty three degree axial tilt, which gives us different seasons. Uh-huh. It's like all of that stuff. The evidence points. Or the fact to- that it's
2: not a it's not a perfect <laughs> sphere. It's an oblique spheroid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they actually think because of
1: that. They think that, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson says it was actually 20 miles thicker around the equator. So how are we flying over the equator is 20 miles higher? It's like, dummy, we are, when you're on a curvature, <laughs> well, even though it's not a perfectly round ball, you're still always going down. Everything's always curving down from where you are. You don't have to fly up over anything.
0: <laughs> that, that was another one I read was that uh, if, if the Earth is round, how come airplanes... Don't have to constantly adjust by pointing their nose down so they don't (laughs) accidentally fly off into space. (laughs) Right. And it's like, well, that's the thing too.
1: Airplanes is is what kills this entire argument because I looked it up. There are currently 300,000 pilots in the world. And I understand this idea where people go, well, how can 9-11 be an inside job? There'd be so many people who would know about that and it would have to come out. And you go, well, no, they can compartmentalize some things yeah. and they could have certain groups that know certain things and, and they can threaten people and kill people. There are ways to get away with conspiracies that are pretty mass. But when there's 300,000 pilots of every nationality and they're all in on this, they all have to be in on this, and none of them peeps a word about it. That's a little weird. It's just a little weird.
0: Yeah, that's the, they talk about the space program and how it was just a, a way to funnel money out. Yeah, but but in during the Cold War, Russia and the United States were both firing rockets into space for apparently no reason. Yeah, and,
2: <laughs> right. and not was, only that, but uh, ever since we landed on the moon, we've done nothing but defund <laughs> the space program.
0: <laughs> Well, there's that, but why would, why would Russia not just be like, uh, American people, your government is lying to you. The earth is flat and to try and demoralize us. If there, if that was the plan, I, I don't, that's why, that's why then I get to the, who, who is the beneficiary of this? Like, is it the big globe corporation that's selling maps and globes to people? (laughs) We'll just keep selling them the same shitty ball map like well, who who is stands to benefit from any of this the they have explanations for things cuz like if you go up in an airplane you can see the curvature of the earth yeah. and they go no 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 you have to be at 60,000 feet i saw one where it's you have to be at 60,000 feet to actually see the curvature of the earth which is not correct uh-huh. and then i saw another one where they explained that the lenses of commercial aircraft windows are built in such a way to refract the light to make it appear that the flat earth is a curve it's like how much fucking work is going into this? Yeah. It's like every industry. Every industry has a flat earth guy who has to approve their stuff. Apple, you know, they're building Mac minis and they, they're like, all right, did you uh, be sure to put the correct flat earth chip into the computer? <laughs> all right. You better better keep on it. Uh, the Samsung. Also,
1: go if ahead. If you're going to think something that obviously 98% of people or maybe 99.5 disagree with you because they even come out and they say. Guys, all I do is get ridiculed. There's no benefit of me being a flat earther. So this is why I really feel strongly about this. They go to these conventions. They must look around and realize, like, these aren't the smartest people in society that I'm hanging around with. Like, at a certain point, you have to look around and go, you know what? Nobody who is an intelligent person agrees with my side. They're all just really into Jesus. Maybe
0: I'm not completely correct on this. So that was, I had one of those moments looking for this information because I I go into Google and I just type, I type flatter theory thinking that one of the first results will be, because Dick had a guy on his podcast and I don't remember what the guy's website was, but he has an old app that explains everything to you. Uh And uh, I was like, well, surely that guy's app will be high up on the list. But I scrolled through pages and pages of Google results and it was all articles ridiculing flat earthers and explaining how they're wrong. That's because they're trying to suppress the movement. Exactly. And in my mind, it's like, when I search for information about the China virus and how Fauci is lying to us, all that shit's buried on Google, too. So... While I am deranged, <laughs> it's like I'm looking at these guys and going like, well, at least I'm not that deranged. But in a sense, we're like we are. You know, back to the tree analogy. Yeah, we're both branches on the same tree of, of uh, malcontents. here. Yeah. me with the mass and the the Fauci virus hoax, and these people talking about a flat Earth, and I all the same stuff is ha- all the things that make that justify in my mind me being correct is also happening to them. And I'm just I was scrolling through this going. Like, like, oh, no. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that
1: because we listen to this podcast called The Flat Earth Podcast with David Weiss, who was the guy who was on Dick show not too long ago. And it's funny, as I'm listening to this show, they're not just talking about flat earth. They're talking about a lot of things. And I'm agreeing with 75% of what they're saying, if not 85%. And if I watched Rachel Maddow tomorrow, I would agree with about 10% of what she has to say. So, yeah, maybe I'm the one who's fucking nuts over here. <laughs> yeah, it's... um.
2: The, that's that's the other part. It's not. It's no one ever is just a flat earther.
0: No, there's always another thing that's in there. Because like the moon thing, right? If you're a flat earther, you have to also be like the moon landing is a hoax. Yeah, and and you, it, you know how you 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 the easiest way to disprove that. Well, there's they put um, a reflector. I don't remember what the type type reflector is. It's the same type of reflector that's on your car or your bicycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which instead of reflecting light off at the at the equal angle that it was received, it reflects it, it off the weed. Straight back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they put a big reflector on the moon in on like Apollo fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. And we know the exact coordinates of where that thing is. And you can take a laser and shoot it at the moon. And like six minutes later, it will bounce back to you. Yeah. It's very faint. You have to have a special tool to do it, which I'm sure the flat earthers say, yes. oh, well, the tool just shows you what you want it to show. <laughs> you.
1: Well, also, the moon is just a giant light in the sky. It's not even real. <laughs> so, yeah. of course, they could pretend that there's something on there. Yeah. You're falling for
2: it. Yeah. But uh, like we just watched a movie from 2008 this morning.
1: Yes. We How, did. Yeah. Yes.
2: How many times did we go like, oh, that, didn't, that CG didn't look that great. <laughs>
1: Oh, I know. Oh. I, I, I've, heard people say, I've heard people say that faking the moon landing would take more technology than actually just flying to the moon and showing that. And I don't know. I haven't looked into this because my brother is one of these guys who doesn't think we ever landed on the moon. And I don't want to be that guy. And I feel like if I did too much research, I might turn into it. So I, I, don't, even, I don't even look into that shit. I just like, like, they must have got to the moon, right? I don't want to hear that. That would really freak me out.
0: Yeah, it's it's just... It's a weird theory, and then and but the thing that I come back to, the thing that made me different Mm -hmm. when I'm looking at Google results and seeing how Flat Earth is buried, and I'm looking at Fauci virus results and seeing how the truth is buried. The difference is, I can see how Fauci benefits from his virus. Still can't figure out, and they don't even answer that. Of. When you the guy that was on Dick's show, he was incredible because Dick would ask him questions, and the guy would deflect that question and then answer a question that he asked himself. And it's a great it's a great <laughs> yeah. rhetorical strategy that people liars use yeah, yeah. to basically get out of what they're being asked and then turn it around to stump you. And you have to just stay it's a politician move. It's yeah, you know, it's a great politician move. Yeah. You have to stay on that thread and not get caught into people do it on Twitter all the time where you ask them a direct question and then they'll ridicule you and ask you a new question. And then if you fall for answering that question, you're now playing their game. They're not playing yours. And I'm very cognizant of that. So when someone does that to me, I'm like, ah, you dodged the nice trying to deflect the question. Why don't you try and answer it? And then it'll just go back and forth until they give up uh, because they're not going to snow me with that, that strategy. And I don't think Dick was snowed either. I think he was he was letting that guy go on and on for entertainment because it was hilarious.
1: <laughs> well, these guys have all been trained to have these conversations or these arguments on a daily basis, it's why they make all of these videos. I don't know how buried it is now, back when I was researching this a few years ago, because I was fascinated by it. You could just go down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos, and these YouTube videos made by flat earthers go on for three, four, five hours straight, and it's just this echo chamber, circle jerk of people explaining why the flat earth and, and answering every single thing. You know, Globers will say this, but this is what we say to that, this is what we say to that, so They've been trained through conventions, through everything else to have an answer for everything. Meanwhile, the rest of us who just kind of grew up, went to school, learned about how the solar system works and the universe, and the galaxy. We don't really have that much knowledge. I didn't know how fast the the earth revolved, you know, so it's like they're like, oh, you think it goes a thousand miles per hour? Like, do I? I don't fucking know, man. (laughs) (laughs) But then I feel like I'm the idiot because like, well, this, this, this guy's fucking buttoned up. He's done all the research
0: that's the uh, that's one of my favorite uh arguments about flat earth is that the earth's moving so fast that we should feel wind constantly Uh from how fast we're going (laughs) and there's no way we could hold on to the surface of the earth and uh all of that ignores like if you take if you take a a cup of water right and i start to move my spoon through it Uh uh-huh eventually the whole water gets caught up in the torrent and just starts going the speed that my spoon is going. Yeah. And if I continue to push my spoon constantly, the spoon will appear to be from the water's perspective stationary. Yeah. Everything is moving at that same speed, which is why constantly, which is yes. why it, it feels like that. We feel acceleration. We don't feel velocity yeah. when you're in an airplane. The reason why we can get up and walk around in an airplane during the flight is because the, the, airplane hits its cruising speed and altitude. So aside for turbulence, which is just acceleration off axis is mm-hmm. acceleration. Essentially aside for turbulence or headwinds or nose winds, that kind of thing. It just feels like you're in a room. Yeah. So, and these guys don't get that. They feel like they should be uh, piles of goo on their uh, East wall, the East wall it's of like west never, wall of all their it's houses. Like they've never
2: been in a car going really fast. Then you yeah, have to sl- then, you ha- then having to slow down. Yeah.
1: I love these guys on a high-speed rail walking around going, these assholes say that we're going 200 miles per hour right now. How can that possibly be possible? I'm standing here talking to you. How could we be going 200?
0: If the Earth was curved, this train would rocket off the tracks and straight into space. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they could be because the-, the way that I finally understood orbits was in school. Uh, I don't know. It must have been the sixth or seventh grade or something, it was in some science class and the teacher, like if we had a, if we had a tower, right. And we built this tower tall enough and you could run fast enough and jump off the side of the tower. You, you're essentially falling the whole time, but you're accelerating fast enough that you are falling past the curvature of the earth. So you're constantly falling and just one step ahead of gravity. And that's how you get into orbit. Yeah. And I, so I've always thought about it as that like planes can fly, but essentially they're only able to generate enough lift to get above the ground. And then they're constantly falling and catching the wind on their way down. Basically, yeah. That's why planes don't have to constantly nose in. They are going against nature by even being up there. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: another thing that I was watching this guy, this David, uh, was it David Weiss? I don't know. One of the guys I was watching a video on his YouTube channel That's kind of the main introduction to the channel and gives you the 14-minute, this is what we believe, this is why we believe it thing. And they show a clip of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson, man. He's got to get out of his own way. He's doing a presentation at some type of event, and he shows this is the knowledge that we have of the universe. And it shows that 96% of the universe we don't know anything about. There's dark matter. There's all this shit that's just theory. And the guy goes, See? Even the scientists admit they don't know fucking anything about anything. I'm like, God damn it.
0: How do you argue with that? Yeah, you you can't. Can. Well, that's the other, that's the other great thing. The initial flat earth society. It wasn't a society. It wasn't a scientific. It wasn't a, I don't Is It's not, I don't think that's the actual name, whoever they were. It wasn't a, a scientific pursuit. What they were doing was they were, it was rhetorical strategy and they're, claim was that you can argue any point if you use the right rhetorical strategies wow. okay so they took something that is uh, absurd absurd a universal constant something that we know yeah. intrinsically to be true and then argued against it because they like the r- rhetoric of argument yeah uh, yeah, it
1: was the best way to prove that debate techniques could help you win any argument. And they incorporated specific techniques in order to get around things They're like, okay, if we can debate someone and say that the earth is flat, then you know we must be really good at debating because that's the most ridiculous thing possible.
0: And so you learn those techniques and strategies and then you can yeah. debate anything. Yeah. And so that was people who didn't understand that's what the Flat Earth Society was scoffed at it to look uh-huh. at them in but then at some point people who actually think that bought into the arguments being made and not the art of the <laughs> argument <laughs> <Yes>. wow and <laughs> and it's it's uh, a what is, what is it pose law it's like pose law essentially it's a an archaic version of pose yeah. law yeah. where at a certain point, the meme, the trolling becomes not no longer ironic. Like when we were in high school, we had a teacher who would get upset with us, and he would go, uh, "What? Why are you doing that? What were you thinking?" <laughs> just, he, would, and he, would, he would spit it out yeah. much faster than the way I said it, and he would just get so flustered. And everybody started to say it as a joke, uh-huh. but then they started to just say it because it was part of it became a part of their personality. It just became second nature, and you have to be really careful about that because. You start out going like I'm going to argue about this flat Earth. It happens. It happens uh, ironically enough with people who go to seminary, because in seminary they break down uh, your understanding of how God works. Yeah. And then at the end of seminary, that's that's like part one. And then part two is building back up your your understanding of God so that you can be a better yeah. pastor or whatever reverend. Uh, but a lot of people get to the breaking down part and then go, "Oh, this is bullshit," and leave. Mm. And then they become uh, super atheists who know all the stuff but argue against it. Versus, if you stuck with it and you know had your faith rebuilt, you could continue on in the as a member of the faithful. And uh, that's not why I'm not religious, but it when someone described that process to me, yeah. it's like, yeah, I could definitely see how learning a lot of stuff in a short time and changing your war worldview would make you completely flip on something that you were dedicated to.
1: Well, tab, I'm actually starting to think now, based on what you were saying before, I've seen this happen too. where you goof on someone's mannerisms to the point they become your mannerisms. And now you're that person you're goofing on. I'm wondering if, people like us who feel high and mighty goofing on people who think the <laughs> earth is flat. If this becomes the lame thing, like I've been on too many of these shows where we're all saying the same thing, like these fucking morons don't understand how gravity works. And at a certain point, it's just going to be like, all right, we get it. Flat earth. are fucking morons <laughs> moving on.
0: Yeah. The, I kind of feel like that happened with the anti-vax, anti-anti-vax movement uh-huh. where yeah. it, it became so self, uh, evidence that vaccines work that now we're trapped in this world where we ridiculed the anti-vaxxers to such a point that it would be hypocritical to say i don't want to take the pfizer moderna or johnson and johnson vaccine for this virus not a vaccine by the way (laughs) they're changing the definition of what a vaccine is i just want to point that out
1: that is true they are doing that uh because my wife called me an anti-vaxxer the other day and i was like listen I have no problem with vaccines. Vaccines work. What I'm worried about is this horseshit. They're, they're calling a vaccine. It's a marketing term at yeah. this
0: point. Uh, I just, I just accepted it. Like, yeah, I know I was wrong. I was wrong about the anti-vax movement. My body, my choice is a good thing. I was wrong about abortion. Uh, I'll take my <laughs> L on all of that. Uh, but you will not put a needle in me. <laughs> I
2: think the same thing can apply to, uh, as we try to do on this show, uh, uh, apply this to every single situation possible. This can apply to Rhinestone. Oh, no. <laughs> because we watched Rhinestone being like, oh, th- there is no way this is going to be good. Yeah. Right? Uh, fucking Sylvester Stallone as a country singer comedy. This. There's we we saw a second and a half of footage and was like we got to watch this for how bad it's gonna be and now you're sitting here with an with a VHS copy a Betamax copy a VCD copy I've got a I got a bootleg Blu-ray <laughs> you own it uh, I gave you uh, for Christmas I gave it's a uh, an actual was in a movie theater movie poster of Rhinestone uh, just. <laughs> tab is showing all, up his at, rhinestone arm, collection.
0: arms length yeah
2: and this is the start of the collection mind you
0: yeah uh it's kind of gone overboard
2: <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's gone from this movie and even even on first view like on i, I still think if we go back and listen to our like our, for our before and after on rhinestone, we weren't like saying like this is a good movie no, we were. we're we were. were we? Because I re-listened
0: to it. Yeah, <laughs> and we were. We were 100. I, on I board. remember
2: more us being just confounded on how it existed and 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 like the choices they made. Whereas to now we're just like, well, we gotta spread the gospel. Yeah, and now
0: I keep showing it to people. I'm like, have you seen <laughs> *Rhinestone*? Or do you have two yeah. hours
2: to sit
3: down? <laughs> yeah, well.
1: I guys, I haven't seen *Rhinestone* yet. I do have to watch that movie, but I can relate because I am sitting across from an autographed poster of the room. Tommy Wiseau's oh, no. autograph on the poster. I, I have I've watched this movie fifty times probably.
0: <laughs> Everybody's got to find one of those movies, man. Yep. It just it speaks it. to you. Well, uh, that's my issue, the Flat Earth Conspiracy. Uh, Carl, what is your issue this week? Here's what I don't get.
1: I am going to name for you guys uh, some podcasts, and I want you to tell me what all of these podcasts have in common. There's a show called Smartless with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett, Armchair Expert with Kristen Bell's husband yep. and uh, Monica Padman. Oh. Yeah. Office Ladies, Jenna Fisher and Angel Kinsley. Jim Brockmeyer Podcast with Hank Azaria. Welcome to the OC Bitches, Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark. How did this get made? Paul Shear, June Diane Rayfield, and Jason Manzukas. What do all of those have in common? Celebrities. Well, there are a couple things here. Yes, those are celebrities, but there's lots of podcasts with celebrities. These are all podcasts that are in the top 200 on Apple Podcasts currently. And they're all hosted by actors. Ah. Now, here's what I don't get. Why? I can understand being a fan of somebody's work if if you appreciate a specific actor. But these are people who make a living pretending to be people that they aren't, that someone else invented and someone else writes the dialogue for. Actors have no point of view. They're not interesting people. They're actually really good at not being anyone. They're good at just morphing into whatever somebody else creates for them, and yet they have some of the most popular podcasts around. It doesn't make any sense to me.
0: That is a good. It's, I've never heard someone that's not in the theater or film industry describe actors to such a t.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny because when you watch. Bobby De Niro and you watch him on these talk shows and you're like holy shit this guy is a
2: stuttering moron yeah. and yet I love his acting and he's un- he's completely uninteresting and, and has almost nothing to say about anything
0: and then he'll play like the tough guy like oh I'm gonna punch uh, Donald Trump right in the face like yeah I, oh, I, I bet I uh,
1: so there's a couple of different styles that these shows have And one of the more popular ones is the interview show. So, like armchair expert, or there's a show called literally with Rob Lowe. What they do is they have a lot of celebrity friends. And Mm -hmm. so they just have conversations with their celebrity friends and they put that out as if it were a show. My problem with this is that if you have a publicist, it means you've gone through media training, which means you will never say anything interesting ever. You can't have a natural conversation with someone who knows that they're having a conversation for a show and they've been coached what to say and what not to say. Yeah. yeah. Also, within Hollywood, they are so far left now within Hollywood. Even if you aren't, you become that or you pretend to become that because you want to fit in. Or you don't say anything. that. <laughs> right. Right. There's, there's the, people in the closet in Hollywood aren't gay. They're right. <laughs> they're <right-rated. laughs> so you have these people who are going on these shows and speaking their mind and regurgitating all the fucking crazy far left stuff that they all talk about on set or at their dinner parties. And it makes most of the world hate them. And it's funny because. Okay, maybe in the newsrooms they can relate to what these people are saying, but everywhere else in America, you listen to these people, and you're like, I don't want to go see that person's movies anymore. I don't want to stop watching this person's <laughs> TV show because you realize that you have nothing in common with these people, and they actually want to harm your civil liberties. Like, oh, this person hates everything I stand for. Why would I watch his TV show anymore?
0: Yeah, I the listening to the opinions of of celebrities where the one that I love is the gun right stuff where they'll say there, you don't, why would you possibly need an AR 15? It's like, why do you need a bodyguard all the time? Yeah. Who's carrying <laughs> right. a gun, by the way, like I'm not allowed to carry a gun for myself, but you're allowed to hire, you're allowed to foist off your second amendment, right to another guy for, for your own protection. Like, what's the deal with that? And like you said, them having Nothing of interest to say. The things that's interesting about their lives is the fact that they can play pretend really good. Yeah. And while something like inside the actor studio where you ask a person how they go about doing playing pretend really good can be interesting, when it's an actor telling another actor, like, oh yeah, my method is this. To me, those are going to an art school and going through a theater program, albeit technical side. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff that I hear on these podcasts that Carl plays that are the actor-based, it just feels like a conversation that happened in you know, the hallways when I was in school, yeah. and I would just walk by a group of two 20-somethings talking about something that they know nothing about and completely agreeing with each other and yet saying nothing of any, any substance. Uh, they do
1: think that they are... You know, do as I say, not as I do. Leonardo DiCaprio, perfect example of this. The guy is all over the place talking about climate change and the climate crisis and CO2. And meanwhile, these are the guys who are taking private jets everywhere. They're going out on their yacht. They are not as far as carbon footprints go, they should not be the spokesperson for this by any means. But just like politicians, they're like, yeah, but I'm more important than the rest of you. You guys (laughs) shouldn't fly on airplanes. I need to fly on airplanes. You don't understand. It's like, dude, you're not making any friends this way. This is not a good, a good look for you. Oh, The,
0: the, and then they have the giant houses, multiple giant houses, yeah. yep. you know, and a fleet, you know, Jay Leno has a fleet of cars. So many Jerry Seinfeld, Tim Allen, some of these guys have fleets of cars and they tell you, no, no, no. You need to take public transit in your area that doesn't have good public transit. So you can save the environment and live in a pod. Uh-huh. And it's like, but I'm you, you're Ten times what I'm doing. Like, why don't you scale it back to a normal sized house for normal people and maybe a normal number of cars that people have? Uh, I I'm I not, can't on. stand I can't stand actors specifically because they think they're interesting. Mm-hmm. They it's like universal. They think they are interesting. They love uh, doing talkbacks and Q and As on their show when they do shows so that they can talk about playing pretend. Yeah, and uh. I don't think anything you have to say is interesting because nothing, none of nothing you did to create a character is any like it was all given to you it was in a script. Maybe you did some research on the time period Mm -hmm. to came up, find some things, but you're given, you're given the words you're going to say, you're given the clothes you're going to wear. You're told where you're going to walk and how fast and when you're told what kind of, you know, if you're fighting, what kind of fighting you're doing, if you're driving, what kind of car you drive. Like you, you are a sim. You're basically a live action sim. (laughs) Well, that brings me to the next
1: category that a lot of these actors have, and that is reliving their glory days. So Office Ladies is a huge podcast where two of the actors from the show talk about the show. You also have Victory, the podcast, where it's Kevin Dillon and Kevin Conley from Entourage. And they're just talking about the show. There's a bunch of these. Where it's like, okay, you were on a popular show that people liked. Welcome to the OC, bitches. There's um, what's the one with Sc- the Scrubs guys? That I always see that one showing up. I think it's called Scrubs rank, guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs> it should be it should be called Hey, we're the Scrubs guys. <laughs> no, I think it's called, I think it's called Fake Doctors, Real Friends or something cheesy like that, but. That's the other crazy thing is that here are people who are on the show. They didn't write the show. They had nothing to do with the direction of the show. They were on the show explaining to you, the viewer of that show, what happened on the show. They might know better than you do what happened on that show. They're the ones who are watching the episodes multiple times. I I don't understand what gives them some kind of authority to talk about the meaning behind the show. Get the writer on the show to talk
0: about that. Yeah. It's like uh, commentary. If you listen to commentary tracks from movies, sometimes TV shows will have them. Very rarely is it is it like the star of the show doing them or, or third-rate actors. Sometimes the yeah. star will be in there. But most of the time it's the writer, the director, a producer, right. you know, a concept the designer. The people
1: who had, who had a creative uh, p- portion to put into
0: the art.
2: Yeah. That's that's only usually the only time an actor is on the commentary is when they were heavily involved in the actual production of it,
0: like Ryan Reynolds of Deadpool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or if you have if you have an actor who directs, you know, yes. sometimes, especially in the long long running series, you'll have a an actor who decides they want to after direct after a couple of seasons. Yeah. After a couple of seasons, and so they'll get to do a commentary track for the episode they directed in season four, mm-hmm. and then they go, "Well, what if you know this this rambling conversation while the show is on? This could be a podcast." <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it seems to be working. Another category that these actors have is some of them want to cram their political beliefs and views Ah. down your throat. The poster boy for this, of course, is Alec Baldwin. Here's the thing. Alec Baldwin with his NPR style Air America style liberal talk show. And the problem is these actors who I like, I like Alec Baldwin. I think he's really funny and I've liked him in multiple movies and TV shows they're overexposed. And then you're like, I don't like this person anymore. I I'm seeing too much of this person. The overexposure of some of these actors is, I think why a lot of these, um, these shows that no one's watching anymore. The award shows, the talk shows, at night talk shows. People aren't watching these shows anymore because these actors are overexposed. We see their fucking Instagrams. We hear them on podcasts three times a week. It's like, okay, I am not excited to hear from Alec Baldwin anymore.
0: I get it. And uh, it it's like when an actor has a character they play s- too well. Yeah. And so then you see him in other stuff and you go, oh, that's the fucking guy. Like, like we were watching we watched Evolution this week at, yeah. at movie night and Gregory Itzen is in it and he's in 24, which is one of my favorite series of all time. And in that he plays Charles Logan, who turns out to be a, tr- a president who turns out to be a traitor of the country and I fucking hate him. Uh, so I see him in other stuff. I'm like, god damn you Charles Logan. <laughs> but you know, I can I can separate that. That's a character in one show, and now yeah. I'm seeing him as a character in another show who looks just like that guy and should also be killed. I can separate that versus if Gregory Itzen is on TV talking like an asshole constantly, and then I see him in a show. It's really hard for me to go like Brie Larson with all of her bullshit leading up to Captain Marvel. When I was when I'm watching Captain Marvel, I don't see this hero who flies around. I just see Brie Larson lecturing me about how white men are bad.
1: <laughs> oh God. You just reminded me. I didn't even, I didn't even think about this before the show, but who's the woman from who's the
0: boss who used to be smoking hot. I have no idea. I'm not, I'm not yet 30, Carl.
2: Um, uh, Alyssa <laughs> Milano. Just so popular.
0: Alyssa Milano. Thank oh,
1: you. Okay. That That's another example of someone who's just got this political agenda and you're like, "No, you're just like a second-rate actor. You just you've been on sitcoms." "What why the fuck do you think that you should have the power of this political show? She complained that Joe Rogan has more listeners than oh. she does." Like, "Oh yeah, yeah I remember that. That no was shit. hilarious."
0: Like, "Yeah, it's hilarious. he's <laughs> three times more interesting than you are." Like, "I don't listen to Joe Rogan. I don't really care for his show. Uh-huh. I don't really care for him. But I can't I don't sit here also, on our show and go like, "Why aren't we as popular as Joe Rogan?" Man. Like, "Well, he's famous and he has interesting. He was, he was his,
2: famous before he started his podcast, a podcast he's been doing for what? Eight years? At least. No, he's been, at least 10,
0: yeah. 10? At least 10.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: yeah well, he got started pretty early.
0: But he does his homework. When he has guests on, he he reads about what they're doing so yeah. he can have a somewhat intelligent somewhat, conversation. Yeah. But the other thing, he, he's a great interviewer, everything, all the clips yes. that I've seen, he's really good at just asking a question, letting the person answer yep. and expand and then yep. asking follow-ups yeah. and not, not going. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, okay. And then, or, or interrupting and going like, oh man, you know, I kind of know about this. <laughs> I have a friend and then tell him an anecdote that he makes up on the spot. I mean, that's why his show is more popular. The, I, I like your Alyssa Milano one because uh, to me, that stuff makes actresses less hot. Like yes. like exactly. Jenny McCarthy. I yes. can't, I even like classic Jenny McCarthy when she was hot in the nineties, not even so much as a semi, because she's such <laughs> like a reprehensible person in everything that I see her. And it's just like, you, you know, yeah, you know. I look at her and go, you ruined Jim Carrey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Thanks Dude, a lot. I totally, I totally agree. Somehow Alyssa Milano's personality has ruined her tits. That is
0: hard yeah. <laughs> uh, a fucking. Those were some really nice tits. Yeah, yeah. She was rocking back in the day. It's, she really was. Uh, it's you might even say she was the boss. <laughs> Wasn't she the kid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm also I'm offended for radio professionals and broadcasters. Who understand how to run a show, they create formats, there's production, they understand the pacing of a show, and they can't get a fraction of the listenership just because somebody has a fucking name. You know, uh, Turtle from Entourage puts out a podcast and people are listening to this guy for some reason because they've they've seen him on an HBO show. And it doesn't bother me, like Conan O'Brien has a very popular podcast. That makes perfect sense to me. Conan O'Brien knows how to run a show. He's a great broadcaster. Dak Shepard is not. (laughs) He should not have a podcast. It doesn't. It's. It's not. There's something unjust
0: about that. Yeah, it's really not fair that Dak Shepard has a podcast and Man Cow doesn't. I mean, talk about
1: (laughs) a man cow. (laughs) Uh, Oh my god! To a lesser extent. Andrew T. and Tawny Newsom, who are not huge celebrities, but they're both professional actors in Hollywood. They do the show called Yo Is This Racist, oh. where they just explain that white people are every fucking problem. If a, if a black man attacks an Asian woman on a train, it's because of white supremacy. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, guys, I, I, I would never support
0: anything that they did. How do you... I don't understand how people live their lives like that.
1: Yeah. I don't either. Right, where
0: everything you do has to be... Like you said, the publicist thing. Everything has to be completely calculated at every point. So you can't can't just sit down and have a conversation about... Like, a celebrity could not host Who Are These Podcasts? Where every week you listen to a podcast (laughs) and say, This fucking sucks!
2: (laughs) (laughs) The the celebrity version of that podcast is... Okay, so this week we listened to Dak Shepard's podcast, and it is so great. I brought some of my favorite clips to me with me today. <laughs>
1: uh, well, guys, I'll get, I'll tell you a little bit, uh, t- take it down the curtain a little bit here. When I do have bigger guests on the show, like Shuli Egar from Howard Stern or Jim Florentine come on. I've had a few people who are um, Brian Johnson from Tell em Steve Dave. I always ask them, who do you not want to make fun of or what should I not bring up? Because yeah, these guys might have actual relationships with uh, comedians or or other celebrities. And yeah, it's going to make it. So it's not as fun to shit on their art. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. uh, Like when I, after I took over this show Mm -hmm. from Joel Chaka, we had Joel Chaka on as a guest and I spent a week in LA uh, with Dick Masterson promoting the show we did a bunch of, we did bonus episodes. We did movie commentaries. Yeah. We did regular episodes. And I was just like, here's what I'll get. Here's what I'll get. Here's what I'll get. I'm like pimping the shit out of it. And then I get back from LA and we record an episode with Joel Chaco as a guest. And everyone is listening to this because I've been pimping it. And he's yeah. like, fuck Dick Masterson. And I can't tell you how many messages came in that, that week. They were just like, I, I listen to your show for the first time. And, you, and it's about how terrible Dick is unsubscribed. like, fuck never getting that back (laughs) and so with the that episode i just i remember sitting there and i not not to sandbag joel i'm not angry with him or anything Uh, the show has continued on it's not like it it killed us but i just remember sitting there and just being like oh this is not gonna go well (laughs) and so i just didn't say anything what's his beef with dick masterson Oh, he, uh, he just doesn't like the way Dick, uh, then this was, this was like four years ago. He just, the Dick Dick's general lack of organization and, uh, him not getting back with him on some stuff. And Joel has long since moved on. He's like completely retired from the public eye. And I think he's way ahead of the curve on all of us because he's, he's basically, um, Retired from the internet in any capacity, and he's focused on like raising his kids and to being a being a good dad. It's like Boring. yeah, You are you're way ahead of all of us. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh so, wait. Speaking of that, I I got into an altercation on a Paypig last night with some people from oh, Post. God. And uh, we got, th- I got this message from a guy. This reminds me of my, I'm a fan, but yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he said this tab is not having a good night tonight. Hey tab, let me know when uncle Buck and Joel take the podcast back over because right now I don't feel like listening to two childless faggots reading about inane shit for an hour while filling the rest of their time showtime shilling for their fucking Patreon. And it's like, I can tell you don't listen because uh, I keep a timer on how long we show the Patreon. Uh-huh. It's less than five minutes, less than five minute an episode is about the Patreon. And, uh, I also checked the, the Patreon page to see if someone pulled their, their support and they did not. But I got, I was cracking up at this. Like, yeah, uh, they're, neither one of them is ever coming back. The reason why we can do this show every week is because we're Childless Facts. <laughs> if we had children, we'd have a lot more going on if, than to sit down and the, chatter if, for two hours. If the hours. two of
2: us had children,
0: the <laughs> show would be on its fifth and sixth hosts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Right, Carl? Oh, I see what's going on now. (laughs) I've
1: been sandbagged.
3: So
1: it's funny you bring up the Patreon thing. I think it was yesterday for the first time in about a year, I clicked on the thing where people can leave you feedback why they left your Patreon yeah, and I was reading through the feedback that I got, and it's so fucking funny. I just got to like bring it to the show and just read all of these things. The reason why people get pissed off with you, people were once so loyal that they wanted to sign up and pay you money for bonus episodes. They get so upset with you. It's uh, it's really comical.
0: That's the thing that I love about uh, Dick's Show is the way people people can't just. People can't just be like, no, nope. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I took a break from listening to the Dick Show for a while just because it was all the e drama, and I had too much going on to commit to two, three hour podcasts every week. Because yeah. I'd listen to his show, and I'd only be able to listen on my commute. So one episode would last all week. And then I have all these other podcasts I want to listen to that I can't. So I I, I dropped off, but rather than, and now I'm listening again because I have nothing else to do. Uh, Rather than like make a big deal about it, which everyone seems to have to do. I just, you know, Oh, this is this was after I had retired from the show, but I I retired from from doing the mad cuck stuff and just stepped away from the show and left gracefully as opposed to like having to go out and being like, I'm going to take him down this time. (laughs) It's like, just can't get me wrong.
1: I do appreciate feedback. So if people are on the subreddit or Patreon and they tell me what they don't like about the show, I am fine with that. But the people who think that I'm going to like totally change my show format or my political views because they pulled five bucks a month and <laughs> just wanted to really fucking let me know about it. It's like, all right, I, that's fine, buddy.
0: Yeah, I, I, it. I replied to this guy, the that uh, childless faggots guy, and I said, don't let the door hit you on the way out.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, So the last thing, I'll just uh, tie this up in a nice bow by saying the one exception to this is my boy, Michael Rappaport. I am (laughs) Rappaport. See, because Michael Rappaport is an actor. That's how we know him. But he also is a personality. The dude is fucking hilarious. He's got hot takes. He runs a great show. And I I love that he can do it. I don't think these other actors can or should. And I hope that someday, and I'm, I'm not... I'm not uh, optimistic about this, but I do hope that someday podcasters are their own thing and it's not all of these giant media companies like you look at the top podcasts, NPR New York Times, NBC iHeartRadio, Westwood One, Barstool like I'm, I'm hoping that there's more independence out there and it just doesn't just consolidate like everything else has and I'm worried about companies like Spotify trying to consolidate this shit um, because when you see that there's just a one centralized platform it doesn't work out real well for us guys like Twitter, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook Facebook. It's uh, it's not a good thing when that happens.
0: Uh, that's a great point, especially with this sudden push that I've seen coming up more and more of people saying uh, these podcasts, they're able to just get on there and say whatever they want and put their stuff out there and we really need to look and to see if so I'm wondering, you know, if I know. if there's going to be a time where the FCC says, oh, you have to go get your podcaster license yeah. in yeah. order to, to then also go on to Because right now, you know, to host a podcast, and Carl knows this better than anybody, to start a podcast, you need an An RSS feed and a microphone. An iPad, basically. (laughs) It doesn't have to be a good one. I just listened to one of your episodes, uh, Crime and Cocktails. This is an old, (laughs) old episode of theirs. Yeah, I remember that. it was like six people in a kitchen with one mic in the center yeah, of the table yeah. and they're all different distances away and they're all talking at the same time. And at one point someone like gets ice out of the fridge <laughs> behind them
3: and they're like <laughs> so they're it around like, and ah, shit. <laughs> uh, <that's
0: laughs> and funny. I'm just like, who thought at any point this was a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> who evidently nobody listened back to it to say, like, oh yeah, there's no way this needs to go on the internet. Uh no, no ju- you're just able to that, post it.
1: Worse than that, what those people did, which is why I enjoyed bashing them, is they would go on other true crime podcasts and write shitty reviews and say what you should be listening to is "Crime and Cocktail." So they were going out and motherfucking other people while promoting their show, and their show <laughs> was the worst show you've ever heard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so while there are those that exist, there yeah. are also ones <laughs> with a little bit higher production quality that I. Like sure, those don't the the low, that low low tier probably mm-hmm. doesn't need to exist, but the mid tier I think is where all the good podcasts are because everything that's so corporate it well, gets washed so, down.
2: I was talking with Tab the other day. I just started listening to an, a new podcast. I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts. Uh, I have. I just it's it's not a thing I regularly do. It's I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Heavyweight. I have not. Okay, well. I, I started listening to it because I had an interesting premise where it's like people confront people about like past like rivalries or sins or they try to like make up for lost relationships. Anyways, I'm looking at their Wikipedia page to like like look at like what their episodes have been about. And under producers, there's like five people. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a single host podcast. There's yeah. the host and the uh person they're interviewing, and then maybe they confront like a the, a, a second person. So it's a one-host podcast. But there's like three or four producers. What it's are they doing? Much.
0: I don't. What yeah, are uh, they doing? <laughs> I mean, I, I know whatever. When I look at like biggest problem, right? It was two hosts and Sean and Sean was in the room when they're recording and yeah, then he yeah. edited it. Yeah. Like how much more do you need than that? Unless you have because I think more than that and you start to have people just constantly trotting on one another.
1: Yeah. Well, you listen to these NPR shows and I fucking hate NPR shows and they always list all of these different producers and showrunners and all this shit at the end. I think it's people who just need something to do. Because you can create all of these shows with a couple of people who know what the fuck they're doing. And yet they find jobs for, you know, they have internships and shit. Like, an internship? What are you talking about? <laughs> I intern on a
3: podcast. That, Good God.
0: That, that's right. There was, an, there was an episode of your show where at the end it was like, Cootie's podcast is made possible by Carl. It's edited by Carl. The music is made by Carl. Special thanks, dude. Carl. Yeah, because
2: I'm thinking about all the podcasts I listen to, aside from this one, and they've all, like, anyone that, quote, produces the show is on the show. Like, when I used right. to listen to um, Doug Loves Movies, Doug Benson's movie podcast. Yep. It was very clear that it was him that had the show because he would come up at the beginning of the episode He go and he would go like, yeah, the first 15 minutes of the audio were fucked up on this episode because I was way too high. <laughs> <laughs>
0: of course. Uh, well, that's a great issue. Actor podcast, please stop doing it uh, or keep doing it. That way Carl's show can keep going forever. Uh, did you hear Yeah, this, That's a good point. Did you hear the stat that like 1.2 million new podcasts started last year? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, it's funny. When I started, who are these podcasts in 2016?
1: There were already 700,000 podcasts, and you would think like, oh, shit, how are you going to break through? Now look at it. There's like 3 million fucking active podcasts
0: out there. It's insane what's going on. Yeah, Carl saw that stat and thought, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, keep on making this show forever. Uh, Uh, Well, that brings us to the Miller episode, which means it's time for... This
1: episode is brought to you in part by The Rikita News Network.
0: Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today?
2: Uh, today's first news story comes from the land of uh, companies regularly trying to fuck us over. Uh, AT&T is currently lobbying against proposals to subsidize fiber to home employment ac- all across the U.S., arguing that rural people don't need fiber. <laughs> And should be satisfied with internet service that provides 10 megabit per second upload speeds. Wow. Yeah. Um, So the same well, wait, people. Wait a second. 10
1: megabit per second upload speed. I think that's what I have. Yeah. And how is it?
0: Well, it's not my favorite, but I get 200 down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who is dealing with 10 megabit. How do you upload your podcast with 10 megabit up?
1: Oh, it just takes a couple of minutes. Um, see, it was,
0: we, I had, we were getting like seven here, uh-huh. seven megabits yeah. up and it was taking 45 minutes to, to upload an episode to our website. What's the file size of
1: an episode?
0: Uh, I don't know. 130 megs.
1: Oh, that, that doesn't, that math doesn't add up then. That should happen a lot
0: quicker. It should. But part of the problem is Squarespace throttles us. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Uh, it's always been like that. Like, I can, I could, when we had New Project 2 and uh, Patreon and the website going, I could click upload at about the same time on every single uh, website. And the Patreon was the fastest. New Project 2 is like a second later. And the website would be a, a minute after both of them. It was, it's crazy. It's the one that I'm paying for. <laughs> right.
2: Well, so what, what they're fighting in particular is um, that uh, four U.S. senators recently are trying to establish a, a new 21st century definition of high-speed broadband, which would be minimum 100 megabits upstream and downstream. Uh, Sounds pretty modern. And
1: so the same that, people... That's that, not how That's not how they do it, though. They No ISP gives you the same up and down. They always give you more down than up.
2: Not in America, they don't. <laughs> Everywhere else... You pretty, you, get, you pretty much get be the same up up and down. I don't know that. Okay. Um so the same people that you call up and say, "Yes, I would like to buy your your expensive internet" are the people, the same people that are that are lobbying for you to not be able to do that.
0: Yeah. Uh I I just got an email from my ISP that told me so when I when I signed up, I wanted I knew that I couldn't get their gigabit because that was I had to get a new modem for it and I have my own modem. So I wanted the 500 megabit and they said, no, you can't have the 500 megabit. Your modem doesn't work for that. So then I got an email last week that was, uh, we're upgrading your plan, your speeds. Either you go to 500 megabit and you, you just keep your same modem or we'll send you a new modem and you can keep your 300 megabit speed. And I was like... And then so I read it at first thinking that I was gonna have to like get a new modem. And then I read it again. It's like, no, I get the speed that I wanted and keep my modem. Like, why the fuck are you emailing me? And why wasn't this a choice when I set up the service, you sons of bitches? Anyway, so they wanna they wanna update that and the cable companies are against it. Yeah. So of course they honestly
1: guy, as as a content creator, I wish I had more upload. Than I do. But I don't think it makes any sense to have them be even. If you're streaming 4K video to four different screens in your house at once, do you want that throttled because here you have a hundred up? Like what's the point of that? Wouldn't but, you rather have the
0: bandwidth be so that you're getting more down than up? But it's two different, it's two different channels. Yeah. You have it's like two hoses. You have one hose that comes into your house that delivers water, and you have another hose that goes out of your house where you send water somewhere else. And they're giving you a tiny flexible bendy straw for your out <laughs> when they can just give you the same size hose and it wouldn't affect anything. Yeah. And I think right, is, I, guess,
1: I, I think guess my point is defining it as a hundred up and a hundred down. So what you're saying is
0: a hundred down is really what the problem is. That's also a big part of the problem. But I think with more and more of this move to virtual working that we're seeing, I think a lot of people's networks got Really put yeah. under strain with, you know, I'm doing Zoom for work and my kids are on Zoom for the school. Old, the old
2: definition of broadband that's true. twenty was twenty five down, three up. Holy wow. shit! And they say yeah, that ta- they say that's enough.
0: Yeah, we should redefine that. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, and so I, I mean, I don't see a reason why they need to be different. I mean, at least to say 100 up is the new broadband. Mm-hmm. So you can have a gig down. Yeah, a gig down yeah, and gig 100, down, 100 up, up. Yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. But you, that'd be yeah. great. We need to up those up speeds. Yeah. Because, especially, you know, like I said, with the virtual working, because it's the, there's the video conferencing aspect. But then there's also just uh, like my mom works from home and uh, remotely. Yeah. And so she has to upload files to the main office server. And, when she's at work, it's easy. Like she goes, comes in and does a day of each week in person. And that's easy. Cause it's all right there in the same building, but at home she's, she's in rural internet and has yep. rural internet speeds. And so she's like, yep, I finish all my work. I, you know, I do everything on local on my computer. And then at the end of the day, I take all those files and put them in the upload to the server. And then I go to bed. And when I wake up, they're usually done. <laughs> And uh, I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm coming to live with you. This would be, I'd kill myself. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, so Tim, the point is that AT&T is a shitty company, right? Yeah, of course. So, can I give you a reason why they're a shitty company that's even more important than this one? Yeah. I know you guys probably don't watch college basketball, but during college basketball, there's all these AT&T commercials Uh with this chick, Lily. Uh, Lily's like uh the spokesperson. Uh. She is now hiding her body on these commercials. She's made her hair look so fugly. She's trying to ugly herself up because she's getting too many people on the yeah. internet telling her how hot she is. Uh-huh. She doesn't like it. AT and T should fire her immediately. I'm not looking for an ugly spokesperson. Get a hot chick on there who wants to show off her boobs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the her whole thing is hilarious. I love. I there was. I watched this whole video where the guy like broke down the AT and T employee dress code it's and my, all this stuff. My favorite. And he's like. Lily has a dump truck of an ass and AT&T is hiding from us. <laughs> I
1: saw one where uh, she, she
0: was crying because she's like, and they said I have milk wagons. I'm like, this is
3: fucking the funniest thing I've
0: ever seen. Yeah, she's on like uh, uh, Snapchat or something, like like live streaming, and, uh-huh. and then people are just posting like, show us milkers, show us milk. She's like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, uh. Well, what, what'd you expect coming in here with them titties? Yep. You know, that's out of you uh anyway well what's your next news story tim uh our next news story comes
2: out of new york city um they're they're focusing on a 20 million square foot improvement project uh in one of new york city's most traveled transit hubs uh so it's the it's called the empire station complex plan uh, it's it's building a twenty quote a twenty first century transit complex on Manhattan's west side, building upon Penn Station and the newly reopened newly reopened uh, Moynihan Train Hall. Um, uh, the current the current plan is a one point three billion dollar deal. Um, the he, here's the best part though is uh, they're building a uh, uh, a brand new skyscraper. It should be about the size of the Empire State Building. Uh, And because it's like, you know, it's about like, you know, Penn Station and that surrounding area, uh, the building is called. Pen fifteen.
0: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Love
1: it. Well, it makes sense when you think about what's gonna happen in there is homeless people pissing all over the place.
2: <laughs> so it actually is
0: a fitting name. Uh-huh. The Pen fifteen tower. It's the Pen
2: fifteen tower, a quote, super tall tower that will become the new standard for office design and feature a unique side core design to allow for flexible office configurations. <laughs> And terraces on every fourth floor to maximize access to For light. For pleasure. Air. <laughs> uh, apparently, in order to see Pen Fifteen, uh, the plan must be approved by the Empire State Development Corporation. It's like when you go to school and and you go to gym
0: class and yeah. there's uh, the Pen Fifteen inspection day. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it that reads like someone. Uh, mad-libbed an article. Like <laughs> the, sounds- te- the teacher said, oh, you're going to write a news article about a new building and you decided to call the building Pen15 uh-huh. as like a... Uh- <laughs> yes, I-, I made this boat for this class project. It's called the Mary Johanna.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I build my own uh, theme park. This is Penn Island. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, do we have any more news to him
2: yeah uh this one comes straight out of the home of the brave the land of the free of course i'm talking about china, china? oh um beginning this week until the end of the year every cinema in china must schedule and actively promote at least two screenings of propaganda films oh uh sounds like so Chinese hollywood movie <laughs> yeah that would that, that, that would that would be a funny joke but um the theaters that are part of the national alliance of art house cinemas or the quote people's cinema circuit it's uh more than five thousand venues um they have to show at least two propaganda films uh at least five times a week and by propaganda films i mean i'm talking straight up 60s uh 50s and 60s you know Oh, actual, so these are actual aren't new propaganda films. No, no, no. Films. These are old actual propaganda films. Huh?
0: So what stops them from just being like, "Yeah, our ten thirty showing is uh, blah 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 movie," and then the couples go in there and fuck?
2: Oh, nothing. It's just like any any movie
1: theater, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm not I'm not completely against this, and I'll tell you why. I used to have DirecTV, another AT and T company, by the way. Uh-huh. And on DirecTV, I believe it was channel three ten was the Scientology channel. And I turned that on as a goof one day, and I was hooked. <laughs> Their propaganda was so phenomenally produced, I couldn't stop watching it to the point where I'm going, I agree with a lot of what these people have to say uh-huh. about Big Pharma. I think
2: they might be onto to something. So your Thetan levels were like off the scale, <laughs> is what you're saying.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, you need an e- e-reader, or e-meter, or whatever the fuck.
0: Get audited. Yeah. Uh, that's uh i i don't know i'm not really that surprised that that's no. the way china's yeah. going yeah mandatory propaganda in movie theaters <laughs> that's yeah. the way it's going to be here too i mean do you remember they did it they did it in the united states during the war yeah of course they show those those like war shorts by everyone must contribute his cause uh, to the wall <laughs>
2: yeah um well we got one last news story and i had to pull this one uh it's it's kind of the, it's kind of kind of a bigger news story yeah so you might have already heard about this one um but uh, Hunter Biden is talking about uh, some of his drug abuse, yeah. Uh, recently,
0: and how I did crack every fifteen minutes. Yeah, fake
2: he, news, fake quote, news. I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs, smoking anything that remotely resembled crack cocaine. And this is my favorite part of this quote: is the next sentence. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone that you know, <laughs> <laughs> because it looks like cocaine. How? Nobody I know has smoked Parmesan cheese, (laughs) so it's, yeah, you 100% definitely (laughs) did. He said, uh, I went one time for 13 days without sleeping and smoking crack and drinking vodka exclusively throughout that entire time. Yeah. What Uh, a
0: hero. This guy's a hero. Yeah.
1: You know, how much how much are crackheads dropping their crack all over the place? This is a known thing that when you run out of crack, you start looking around on the floor for crack. Maybe that worked one time and then you're gonna do it a thousand more times, hoping that you
0: just happened to drop some crack yesterday. Yeah. Look, they're crackheads. They're not they're already not making good decisions. <laughs> okay.
2: Apparently he first bought crack at age 18 and uh, started drinking heavily when he was in high school. <laughs> But uh, my favorite part is that uh, he credits his you know, own. You know what guy, that sounds
0: like to me? What really great parenting.
2: Yeah, he, <laughs> he credits uh, his his wife with helping him get his life in control under control in 2019. His
0: wife, his his bro- dead brother's wife. You mean? No, no,
2: his real wife. Because uh, before that, he was sleeping with his dead brother with his dead brother's wife.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and her sister.
2: Yeah,
1: let's <laughs> not so forget that. His brother
2: that died of brain cancer. Yeah, yeah. And he would take he would take his brother's kids to school after he slept with their, their mother. Their mom.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, starting to think this guy's a real piece of shit. Welcome to Hamlet. <laughs> well, uh, this has been.
3: The news Network. We will show you the way.
0: Well, that takes care of our legal obligations, Tim. But you know what it doesn't take care of? What? It doesn't take care of uh, getting more crack rock so I can smoke it all. And if you want to help me get some crack rock, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each, each week's episodes, our monthly episodes at the end of the month, and videos of all the, sh- the podcasts uh, moving forward. We have our $2 tier. We do the random shows that come up now and again. Uh, We might be doing some more What's Wrong with Space, uh, some movie reviews. That's all there. We have our $5 tier where I do our monthly bonus episode. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about what's great. And then we have our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch. And we sit down and watch it and record a feature length commentary. This uh today earlier today we recorded the feature commentary for this month's movie commentary Punisher War Zone it was a very tight race yep. between that and Top Secret and Red Dawn unfortunately uh one that was being uh really pumped by what seemed to have been russian bots <laughs> got a abysmally low score four submissions and none of only one of them ended up in the positive territory so needless to say Uh, It's a Wonderful Life has been completely vetoed from future movie considerations. I'm sorry. You'll have to try another Jimmy Stewart movie. And then finally, we have our $50 spite producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can request special guests. You can request special episodes. You can request uh, special issues, anything you want. If we can fulfill it, we will do our best to fulfill it. Um, It looks like we're going to try and get Sage on as a guest as a special spite producer request later this month. We had Larry on last week as a spite producer request. Um, So join that tier and you get to have a say in the show. And that was a minute and 40 seconds (laughs) for the record. So let's get back into some issues, Tim. What is your issue this week? Here's
2: what I don't get. Uh, This TV show Ridiculousness. Carl, are Rob Durdick? Yeah, Rob with Rob Durdick. Are you familiar with this, Carl? I've heard of it. So, it's on it's on the MTV, as the kids say. <laughs> and uh here's the show. Uh Rob Durdick, who is a former skater guy, mm-hmm. turned businessman and businessman MTV star. Um he dances around like a buffoon <laughs> while uh someone in the back plays a uh, clips from YouTube of like people falling down and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's like the worst part of AF America's funniest videos mm-hmm. where they just play like, oh, right, someone fell down. Someone fell down. Someone fell down. That's the ah, best he part of America's Nuts.
0: funniest home videos.
2: Someone fell down. Um, Yeah. But at least when on America's funniest home videos, you've got Bob Saget or uh, Tom Bergeron, like making some funny comment over it mm-hmm. where this is just like, they just watch it. Yeah. And then you have Rob Durdek saying something about it or
0: like one of his two sidekicks, his, his two sidekicks who add nothing to the show. So what if, what if this was like, what if instead of YouTube videos, Rob Dyrdek like reviewed podcasts? <laughs> well, that would be a podcast called, who are these podcasts?
2: So no, it's uh, funny,
1: this, this show format has been done to death because I used to work at E-bombs world. If you guys are familiar with that, you the site from <laughs> yeah, back in the day. Uh,
2: from, from middle school. Yeah. So
1: we had a pilot. We had a pilot on USA Network. It was going to run after Monday Night Raw and it was hosted by Jericho and it was, you know, watching whatever viral clips that were out at the time and commenting on it. And it didn't end up getting picked up because they kind of changed the format of uh, of the network at the time. Uh-huh. But there was also Patrice O'Neill had a show that did this on VH1. I can't remember the name of that. Uh, but huh. this this format has been done to death.
0: The it soup, has uh, the soup Tosh .point zero Tosh .point zero Yeah, uh, America's yeah. Home Videos, of course. Yeah,
2: but at least Tosh zero The only time the only I I, I always found him incredibly unfunny. <laughs> uh, but the, the at least he would do the things he, I I I enjoyed from that show of his was Web Redemptions. Where he would yeah. go find someone from one of these like funny oh, yeah, videos yeah, and, and like interview them. him and talk to him about it. Um, I do remember that part of the show. Like yeah, that like could Star also
0: Wars kid on. Yeah, yeah. Like that could make an interesting podcast, right? That could be an interesting podcast. Yeah, talking to like uh, Bad Luck Brian. Where is he now? Exactly. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Chocolate um, rain.
2: So, uh, I think one of the reasons this show is popular um, is because it it it's that just enough hit of uh um not adrenaline but um dopamine dopamine uh it's that just enough from like oh yeah he's these people are laughing and he hit his nuts on on something right mm-hmm. just that over and over and over because it's a 30 minute show on mtv yeah um well uh and i assume it's probably pretty cheap for them to do right
0: it's, yeah it's got to cost nothing it's got to cost i'm nothing. sure they do you know they sit down and film for four hours and that's eight episodes or yeah. more, or more in in one little studio session. That's so you do that. You do that five days throughout one week, and you have all the footage you, you need for two seasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Well, um, I'm going to show you a picture, Tab. This is not a shop. This is not a Photoshop. This is the MTV schedule from 6 a.m. Monday through Sunday through 5:30 a.m. So 6 a.m. Through all the way the day through to through five thirty yeah, Monday through Sunday. This is last week's schedule: 3-29-2021 through four o four twenty twenty one, and it's color coded for your convenience. All right. Monday through Friday, the top is top is uh early. How much? Uh, how much of that image is orange? How much of the schedule is color coded orange? Eighty percent. Orange is ridiculousness. Yeah. Hey guys. Yeah. Since you have a boomer on your
1: show, I feel obligated to say this. When I used to watch MTV, they played music videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm holding right. up the I, thing to I the stream. It uh, yeah, it's like, they it's all ridiculousness. They have a movie, a movie. Uh, yeah, They play movies in the middle of the day on Monday and Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. And, or no, Saturday, it looks like a bunch of shows. Uh, so three days a week is movies, and the rest is ridiculousness. they the reason why this it's show is... It's essentially on 24-7. Yeah, the reason why this show is popular is because it's, it, well, cheap to make, but it's also completely inoffensive. Yeah. it's um, That show used to get left on at work. We had this area, the union area, where there was a TV in there, and, you know, it'd be on mm-hmm. pre- and pre-show and during intermission. And so, you know, people would come in and they'd be eating their lunch or, or changing out of their outside clothes into working clothes, getting their tools together. And people just want noise. They want that audio wallpaper and, but nobody wants to put on <laughs> audio. You,
2: wallpaper. you can't put
0: on star Trek. Like I used to watch star Trek back uh-huh. then during shows because I didn't have anything to do during a show, but I had to be accessible. So I go put star Trek on and I can watch a 15 minutes of an episode of star Trek and know exactly what is going on yeah. before that 15 minutes. And after that 15 minutes, not miss anything, but you don't want to like get involved in a show and then find out you have to go walk away. And it, it's it was cable, nobody has cable anymore mm-hmm. so they just put on ridiculousness because it's just this endless loop of content that is meaningless and completely empty. i
2: associated with uh if you've ever had extended cable the last like 25 stations are like uh just radio yeah you know all different, like 25 different genres of radio and it's got uh uh, like you use like a sidebar with like the name of the, the station and it's like, it's got whatever's playing now. And like on the, you know, the rest of it is like, here's random trivia facts about this person. That's what I equate this to. It's about you know, the same amount of brain processing.
1: To Tav's point, this reminds me of an idea I had many, many years ago because there's so many specialized cable channels. Why wouldn't they have a bar channel Because most bars you go into are playing ESPN. They're just, you know, it's sports clips. It's whatever's Uh going on. Why would there be a station? Because not everybody likes sports or gives a shit. Why would there be a station that just has... Quick clips you can watch without sound. That'll be funny. It's, it's nothing you have to get invested in. It's not a fucking movie. You can look up anytime and be entertained, and I think that's what this show is. It's a show you don't have to watch from the beginning. You can turn it on whenever it's on, and oh, okay, there's a new thing. There's a new thing. So it's short attention span. It's easy to get into, and you don't have to
0: invest anything into it. Yeah, that is a, exactly what this should be. Uh, I looked at so there are 628 episodes of ridiculousness Uh at half an hour piece that you can put 48 episodes on a day. Yeah, there are 13 days of ridiculousness available. (laughs) So, so if you watched MTV every day and just watched ridiculousness, you could probably watch about two and a half weeks before you saw a repeat. Yeah, yeah, and even then, your brain would probably be so uh, (laughs) rotten by that you wouldn't even you wouldn't even recognize it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, it's
2: no it's no different than the Simpsons on FXX, <laughs> I, I guess, or uh, the, the, the thing because I think we all all of us have something that we that, that is like this right? The
0: guilty pleasure kind of thing. The trash show we watch because it's for some reason we find it fascinating. Sure.
2: Yeah. I, I don't call them guilty pleasures. We had to talk about this. Yeah. I don't I don't like that term. Well, yeah
0: i don't feel guilty about any of it to me that show was storage wars like i would yeah. watch i started out watching storage wars just because that was what was on at three uh-huh. in the morning when i was doing just wanted something on tv yeah and then it started to be if i was scrolling through channels and saw storage wars i would decide to watch it yes and then it was like oh, it's monday night seven o'clock time for storage <laughs> wars you know for me it's a uh, law and order svu yeah and y- I you could turn was what, what was the storage was on A&E. A&E. Anytime you switch over to that you good chance you'd get storage Good chance. Storage wars. Yeah. And I'm what is you is that on TNT? It's on uh USA, USA. or Ion. Yeah. Yeah. To switch over, probably going to get to watch Law & Order. Yeah. Uh, I finally
2: I finally I finally got to see the episode where Ice T berates that guy for being gay. It, there's a clip that's pretty popular um and it's 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 Ice T talking to a suspect, and he goes, "No, man, I have sex with women in relations with men. I'm not gay." And Ice T goes, "Newsflash, man, that means you're gay." <laughs> <laughs> I finally got I got to see that episode. Uh,
0: I, it is a weird show. Yeah, it's a weird show in that it, I mean, America's Funniest Sound Videos exists. It does. But the difference between that and this is America's Fancy Videos gives out ten thousand dollars every episode <laughs> to a talking dog. <laughs> or a crying kid. A crying kid, yeah. And instead you get to just watch like imagine if Carl had to give out money every time he <laughs> had to review a show.
2: But see, the thing is with Carl's show, like he does work for the episode, That's so true. you don't have to. Right? Mm-hmm. I can just go to YouTube and type in like fail compilation and I'll get a I'll get the first one I'll click on will probably be ultimate fail compilation number 123. So that means I know I have at least 123 of these to go through and YouTube has autoplay. So I can just hit play and let it go. Yeah. Without this, fucking Rob Durdeg dude jumping around. He's not the one that I
0: find annoying.
2: Really? Yeah, I find the woman
0: annoying. Chanel West Coast. Is that who she is? (laughs) That's her legal name, I'm pretty sure. As I've said, the show has been on while I've been present. Yeah, yeah, I've I've watched watched the show before. And uh, I watched probably two or three dozen episodes. Yeah,
2: that's about how much I've seen.
0: Before I realized that that lady... Is on every episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause she shows up in the most ridiculous costumes, like totally new hair, yep. totally weird costumes, completely out of this world makeup. Like things that would make Lady Gaga go, What are you wearing? <laughs> I watched I, and and so it was like two finally two episodes in a row, like, like oh, they got the same girl on here. Yeah. And then the next episode has hey, the same girl. She's on every episode. I had no idea. No idea. I knew the black guy was the same because he pretty much dresses the same way, with his hat and his like cool jacket and, and maybe his maybe like jeans. some camo pants yeah. or something.
2: Yeah. yeah. And and he and, and, so, and he does also. He runs like the like the V-Mix board, yeah. board. Yeah. I'm
0: sure there are producers on that show. I'm sure oh, that's a show with 11 producers who just go on YouTube and they're like, "What well, looks funny? All right, and take that." Reddit yeah. are funny. Go to videos. Yeah, troll copy. They download a bunch of them, put them in folders, go into Premiere, edit them together, and yep. then they they send that to the little iPad and go. All right, Rob, dance around like a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> we got the, we got so many hours to fill on MTV. Yeah. Uh,
2: I'm uh. The yeah. weirdest part to me is is how it's it's it has gone from like being this like cheap, AFV MTV knockoff that they show.
0: To being what, MTV shows?
2: To being the thing it shows.
0: I wonder, are there other networks that this is happening to? or other networks just sh- showing the same thing over and over again?
2: I mean, there must be.
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't watch cable anymore. You yeah, to if like- you would have asked me before the
2: show
1: what programs are on MTV, I wouldn't have been able to name one. Like maybe like my, <laughs> uh, what's that, like uh, 16 and Pregnant or yeah, something like that? Yeah, Teen yeah. Mom. Teen Mom, yeah, that would be the only one I would know. So this this answers the question: What the fuck is MTV doing these days? Got it. Okay, good to
0: know. Yeah, I I haven't had cable since two thousand thirteen.
2: This this is what made me look it up because I because I was flipping. I don't I I we have cable in my house, but I don't watch it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Why would you?
2: Yeah. Uh, the only time I watch is when I'm I'm forced to. Uh, uh, we were watching the neighbor's dog, and the neighbor's dog really only stays in the living room. So like, oh, I have to be in here. I've got my phone, but I'll, I'll see, if what a see if there's convoluted
1: excuse. Law Dude, and order it's okay. I on...
2: watch <laughs> <a> it <little> on TV <laughs> There's a crazy excuse for it. No, I would I, I I would gladly put on Law and Order because there I mean there's there's one hundred percent of a chance that at three in the afternoon, Law and Order SVU is on one of like five channels. Um but yeah. like you go through ridiculousness and on the you know the TV guide it's like it's just like 30, these 30 minute blocks is just after
0: it's, you can go on and it's like, it's on the entire day. It's hard to tell the, the show ends and then starts again. Yeah. It just does it though. Does it ever end? I felt that way about Mythbusters too. And that when Mm. discovery would show nothing but Mythbusters all day on Saturday that I would just sit and watch it. And then like four hours had gone by because there's, there wasn't like an an opening that happened that would really signify, they just kind of go from myth to myth to myth to myth to myth to myth to myth. And it's like, oh my God, I've been watching this for too fucking long.
2: (laughs) Uh, At least storage wars can be like, all right, Dave didn't make any money this episode.
0: Yes. At the end of the episode, they go like Dave didn't make any money. Earl made a hundred dollars. Brandy and Jared made a thousand dollars. And they fought again. And they fought again. <laughs> yeah. There's an end to that show. And yeah. I can go like, oh, I got to turn it off. We're all, no, not another one. Uh, yeah. It's. I, it, that is streaming though. Like, I think that's what streaming services will eventually be. Right. Yeah. I think that you won't. Because people are tired of watching. They're tired of having to go in... And find something? And find the office. Yeah, so uh, I agree with you. Eventually, you will like pull up your Roku and click the office. And it'll just be an episode. Yeah. And it'll just be on all the time. Yeah. And like... Uh, What's that ch- channel? H&I does Star Trek every night. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of every c- series for from 7 to yeah. midnight. It'll That'll be just a channel. You just go to the Star Trek channel and it'll play a show will be on and it will be playing Mm -hmm. and you will go, oh, I like this one. I'll keep watching. It's like
2: your button idea.
0: It is my button idea, but it'll be, you will choose the channel. Yes. So you'll get to choose the show, but you won't get bothered with having to uh, think for yourself. Think for yourself. Yeah. Or keep track.
1: I got to tell you, this already exists. I have YouTube TV. Now I got rid of direct TV and everything's on demand. So you can just search for any show and then just watch any episode of it that you want
0: forever. Yeah. And I, because I see more and more people complain about that decision fatigue.
2: Yeah, decision fatigue.
0: Like I don't like. You know, I go to sit down and watch, you know, Netflix, and then I, you I sit just there don't for an hour scrolling watch. through. It's Like, yeah. dude, just fucking watch the next episode of whatever show you're watching. <laughs>
2: That's
0: what I do. Yeah. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna watch? Oh, I know, Twenty Four. That's what I'm watching right now. What am I gonna watch? Uh, I don't know. Uh What's What's you know What did I just finish? This thing. Uh, it's, you have a watch list for a reason. Play yeah, but people
2: thing. just add shit to those. Well, excuse me for using it for its intended purpose. <laughs> hey, that looks interesting. I'll watch it later. Click. Do you think this format's going to die? Uh, no. No? Not until we've completely abandoned TV.
0: Hmm. Right? What, Carl, do you think this format's going to die? Like pulling clips from shows or stuff to show people? I don't think so. No, I think it'll probably continue to grow. Uh, I I agree. I do think it's going to continue on forever because of the like at its base. It's a very simple thing to just set up and do. But also, like as we age, right? Mm-hmm. We're
2: pretty up on the internet stuff.
0: Yeah, we're
2: we're falling off now.
0: Yeah. How many TikToks have you ever watched? Uh, whatever's just shown up on other
2: platforms exactly right yeah uh this this is the this is the exact same thing yeah right this is for people like my dad who visit facebook mm-hmm. and that's it you know he checks his email and visits facebook or maybe he'll he'll you know bring it find a song on youtube right that's the extent of his internet like seeking and so if he can turn the tv on which he knows that's it, he knows he knows how to use the tv and <laughs> this the show has on with this nice you know hip young guy going hey
0: look at this guy hitting his balls I that might be uh I actually think that might be a bigger future of content right yeah where instead of aggregating aggregating so instead of you saying like okay I want to watch Star Trek the Next Generation you'll go like find a channel where the guy aggregates and explains to you quickly yep. what happens in all of Star Trek the Next Generation so that like oh i watched this in an hour instead of instead of actually watching it and now i can pretend i'm a fan Mm -hmm. uh because especially as we do more and more serialized things and they try and build franchises bigger and bigger and bigger like the marvel movies right there's 28 24 movies or something like that now you
2: need like a 20 minute primer if you haven't seen most of those
0: yeah by the time they get to another Avengers yeah, movie, yeah. it's going to be like, there's going to be a guy outside the movie theater like, all right, everybody, come around. All right, who didn't see any of the Phase 5 movies? Yeah, yeah. All right, everybody move on in. Watch we'll right. the Phase 5
2: recap. Here's the deal. Well, so uh my dad has been wanting to watch uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And so we watched the first three episodes that are out uh last night. I had family over for, we had family over for Easter. Um, My aunt vaguely knew who, she knew like that, Falcon and Bucky were characters in the Marvel movies. Some of the Marvel movies she had seen. But like we they, we start the first episode and she goes, uh, did something happen to Captain America? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to be like, okay, well, in the last two Avengers movies, this, 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 and this happened. And this, and this and this and this, this happened. And here's where we are.
0: Yeah. I feel like we've totally lost Carl on this whole issue. Oh, yeah. I, I honestly don't know what we're talking about anymore.
2: <laughs> you want to talk about another podcast?
0: <laughs> no, it's kind good. Buddy. I you brought some clips. Well, yeah. that's a great issue, and that brings us to the end of our episode. So uh, I just want to say again what a great show Carl has. Who are these podcasts? Whoarethese.com, and they have the links to all of their social stuff, all their episodes. Um, Carl, have you? Uh, are you going to review this podcast? Are you going to tell us how terrible we are at <laughs> broadcasting? <laughs> It's funny you say that because I went on the Ski
1: Mask Collection last week or the week before, and they said the same thing. They're like, is this going to be the first time that you review the show that you were on because it's so bad? Um, <laughs> and the, the answer is no. I would not do that. Oh, no. You don't have to review this episode.
0: I just met the show. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Maybe. Maybe someday. I mean, yeah. we got to get to every every
0: podcast eventually because yeah. we got to find out who are these podcasts. So, yeah. Welcome to episode one million. <laughs> 238,000 I'm Carl (laughs) with me is robot crow He died 17 years ago he put his brain in a robot (laughs) we're finally reviewing the here's what I don't get podcast Um, I'm looking forward to that that's gonna be fun yeah it's a long way off I believe in you though (laughs) thanks buddy Uh, it is a great show I I do enjoy it I have enjoyed it I wish I had gotten um started listening to it earlier than I did so you wouldn't have such a backlog yeah I got a huge (laughs) backlog Uh, It's a good problem to have, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of, anytime I have, and I've, and the other thing was I started listening to Good Times Great Movies, so on top of having that Larry show that I've been listening, that I listened to, and the Dick show that I started listening to again, like, I don't know, a year and a half ago, uh, that I listen to those, well, I listen to Dick Dick show every week, that Larry show I kind of build up, and then I've got Who Are These Podcasts and Who Gives a Shit, uh, which is CJ's podcast, Mm -hmm. and now, good times, great movies, and a couple others, and so my playlist is just constantly full of, of stuff to listen to. It's kind of great. Like I get in the car and instead of going like, "Oh, what am I going to listen to today? I'm just you know resume whatever I was just listening to. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you about uh, that Larry
1: show. I like to save up a few and then plow through them because mm-hmm. that Larry show is great. It's, yeah. He really does a phenomenal job. It's so well produced, so well thought out and paced, and it's short. So you yeah. get, you get through one 20 minute an episode. And you're like, Oh shit, I want more Larry. So I was like, wait a few weeks, build a few up and then plow through them. It's great.
0: Yeah. It'll give you, you know, four or four or five episodes, two hours if you're doing driving or like I was saying last week when he was on, if I'm working on a project like painting, it's like, yeah. yeah, here's you know four hours of just, just that Larry show while I'm in my headphones. Yeah. So check out who are these podcasts. Did I miss anything else? Do you have any cool guests coming up soon?
1: Uh, we got uh, this weekend coming up, Eric Zane is going to be on, and that was a X ex-radio show, now a podcast, out of somewhere in Michigan. And Eric Zane's an interesting dude because he has been bugging me for a while to come on the show, even though we goofed on him pretty hard when we reviewed his show. So I always appreciate that when someone gets ridiculed by me and still wants to come on the show and goof on other people, because it is a roast style show and people who get it, get it, which is yeah. great.
0: That's a, the thing, um, especially early on, you you and Kevin would bring in both, you know, they do, they do a show and they go, one of them would say like, oh, I actually kind of like this and subsc- decided to stay yeah, subscribed yeah. and keep listening to it. And then they they should still make fun of the show relentlessly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Just yeah, we did the
1: Dick Show. The, the way I discovered the Dick Show was somebody told me to review it and I listened to an episode, and you know how the Dick Show is nothing but lore. Like, yeah. you can't just listen to episode 72 and know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. It's so much you know, so much of the back catalog you gotta go through. But I, I recognized that there was something about Dick Masterson that I was like, his takes are funny, though. This guy <laughs> has really good takes. He's interesting. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I don't get the song parodies, but he's interesting. And it was good enough that I went back and listened to every Biggest Problem and then every Dick show and, and caught up to that show. Uh, so, yeah, every now and again, I'll listen to a podcast that we're going to goof on. I, I threw my co-host's uh, curveball when we did I Am Rappaport. 'Cause they came in thinking that we're gonna goof on Michael Rappaport like we usually would do. And I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I loved this show. <laughs> Everything about this was amazing. And then they're like, Oh shit, we came in here ready to like shit on this guy. I'm like, no, nope, not gonna happen. She's got vagina stitches in her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this dude is fucking corny. <laughs> yeah, that's the one.
0: <laughs> uh, I love this guy. The that uh the his Michael Rappaport's is the most one star reviewed podcast on the Yes, cuz really? he called out barstool sports. He called uh,
1: he called uh he called them well they're called stoolies and he called them out for being called stoolies. He made fun of Dave Portnoy and so all the stoolies just decided to give him one star. It's stars. a
2: terrible fan name.
0: It it really is it not is. good. is.
2: We're called the little <laughs> shits.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, mean, R- Mug explained that a stoolie was a snitch back in the yeah, day. Yeah,
2: that's the other part. Yeah, so that's not a cool thing to have your nickname, <laughs> the stoolie.
0: Oh man. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad to hear people have a good sense of humor. Cause I always think it's, that's one of the funnier parts of your show is the reviews when well, it's obviously someone who comes in and is just pissed off that you shit on their show. And yep. they, they're like, oh, I, oh, you, your show is you suck. You suck.
1: <laughs> you stupid person. <laughs> no Ted. The thing I always hear, and this is what you always hear in the reviews these are just jealous losers who make fun <laughs> of shows that are way better than their show is like, okay,
0: yeah. that's why
1: I'm goofing on uh, crime and cocktails. I'm so
0: jealous. <laughs> that was uh, so you, the new theme they play for the, your review segment, the cow and chicken theme, <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, most yeah. surreal thing that's ever happened in my life. Cause that was a cartoon that I watched as a child. And so I'm uh, just, I'm driving along this new show and all of a sudden the cow and chicken theme comes on and I'm like, what the hell is happening? And then I realized the joke of your two review girls uh, trying to outlude one another with. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you got that worked out. That is. Uh, I got to tip the hat to you on that
1: one. You got yeah, it. just for people who don't know. So we had uh, Vic was a voicemailer and she would call in. And she sounded like a seven-year-old boy. Small boy, boy yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought it was interesting because she'd call in. Sounded like a little boy be like, fuck you, Carl. You fucking sucker." And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So I invited her on to be our review girl, which means she reads the reviews that come in because I tell people to shit all over us on the reviews. So it's fun to to read through those. And uh, Vic went to the Navy. So then we did a contest to find a new review girl. And we got uh, Casey, who's our new review girl. So Vic posted a photo of her in a cow bikini that was quite provocative and got people excited. So not to be outdone, Casey decided to dress up as a chicken in a bikini and post <laughs> photos. And so now we've just been getting these uh, pretty racy, sexy photos from our review girls who both have uh rock and bods and we've been posting those on the Patreon. So it's uh, the cow versus the chicken. And uh, that is a weird thing that evolved on this show. Nothing that I ever would have planned in a million years.
0: Yeah. That's uh, I, I have pictures of people in my head whenever I, listen to voices right so i can see your face now even though i can't see your face uh the only picture i've seen of vic is in the cow bikini so anytime she's on the show that's the picture in my head and (laughs) and meanwhile casey is just like a you know just a black void essentially i that i have no picture reference for Uh, she's never shown her face yeah well i guess i'll never know Unless I well, go w- and join your Patreon, which I should
1: <laughs> I, do, you should do that for sure. You'll get, you'll get all the bikini pictures if you join our Patreon. But uh, yeah, so Casey has never shown her face, and I asked her why that is. She works for a university, Ooh. and it's Ooh. quite it's quite liberal. So she's like, if I ever Bill found out I was associated with your show, I go, okay, enough said. <laughs> you yeah,
0: got, got it. it. Yeah. No well, problem. Carl, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show this week. Uh, I'm Thanks glad for having be me, here. guys. And, it was nice uh, to talk to both of you. We're going to do the same thing that everybody does now, which is listen to voicemails after I play the closing theme. So you can split if you have other things going on, unless you want to listen to some voicemails. I am going to boogie, but I hope that there's more voicemails talking about how they found your show through Who Are These Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Well, thank that you, Carl. Cool. And, uh, yeah, man. Godspeed.
1: Thank Thank you so much for having me. The fucking thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tad Bird. I'm Tim the Hannibal We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Call into the Heroes Got Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can leave us a voicemail in the Discord under voicemail upload, which I believe there's one of those here
3: this week. Gentlemen, it's Jay. The electric cars are going to be another place where we won't be allowed to own and repair our own devices. I mean, we've seen it with smartphones. We've seen it with everybody's least favorite computer maker, Apple. And I can just see all these companies getting together and saying, oh, yeah, there's no user... Serviceable parts inside, you're not allowed to swap out your own battery. That's a safety hazard. It's going to be like that ridiculous fear campaign that yep. LG did a while back. I think it was uh, StaySafeBattery.com where they were calling 18650 batteries that weren't uh, wired together in a larger pack bare cells as if they were tiny sticks of nitroglycerin <laughs> that could blow you sky high at any moment. No distinction at all between a quality maker like Nightcore and the generic Chinesium of the month. Nope. All bad. And you can only come to us. Anyway, I left a message with the assistant to the dean. And two days later, I got this very nice email from our department head. Where he said he was sorry that all this happened and all I have to do is fill out a form. And he'll go to bat for me to make sure that my degree and ring match. Mm. it's funny how that works Mm. that was it stay furious
0: uh yeah uh do you know who lewis rossman is no um he's had a youtube channel for quite a few years talking about uh right to repair and and he oh the okay he's like he's like
2: very anti-apple
0: he's very against apple on principle but he has talked about how he would recommend it for some users because it's easier for them. Sure. So uh, he, he's had this interesting YouTube channel and he's done breakdowns for years and he has a company repairing electronics and he's, I think, yeah, I think I,
2: I think I, th- I think I have no videos. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so he's in this right to repair debate across the country. There's several States de- on looking at right to repair as a, as a thing. And that right. is, that is going to be a huge deal. If th- Right to repair passes, it will change the way electric cars work. Because if it doesn't, it it will be a thing that you don't get to work on your car. You know, the the check engine light will come on and it'll say, you have 100 miles to get this car to Uh a Tesla certified auto repair. And the only difference will be that they will have a special tool that Tesla sells them for $25,000. They plug into the OBD port and like sign digitally sign the repairs yeah. in your computers OS to, for them to track all that shit on, on the Tesla servers for absolutely no reason. Um, but yeah, it's everything from cell phones, you know, cell phones. This is, this is the drip of the dam. So if we stop this drip, we can keep the dam. But if we don't, if we lose this right to repair, it's game over on as when these electric cars hit, uh, Because, and that, that, I mean, that's the death of an entire industry. Yeah. yeah. Because if you have to be a Tesla certified mechanic, then your small time mechanic who doesn't lie to you is not going to exist anymore. Mm -hmm. You have to go to Meineke. You have to go to Hibden Tires. You have to go to these places that have the seal. Uh, You can't go to your, you know, I remember when I was young, I had problems with my car and we have a family friend who's an excellent mechanic. That's not his profession, but... He is a world-class mm-hmm. mechanic, and he taught me how to change CV joints. Wow. You know, I paid him money for his time and his labor, but he taught me how to do it. And that guy will not be a person that's available to you as a human anymore. <laughs> no, no. Your family won't have that guy, that guy that you can call and say, like, hey, can you, like, my car's making a funny sound. I don't want to, I can't afford to a mechanic. Can you take a look at it? And they can go, yeah. I know my car's yeah, making a funny sound. Working
2: on your car won't be a thing
0: car restoration like the whole a pastime of the boomer that won't be a thing people do. You no one's no one's going to be driving a 2019 Tesla in the year 2040 85. Yeah. You know like oh yeah this is classic Tesla look at this you know I I completely stripped it down to the chassis not happening. Not happening. Let's see what we got in the voicemail hotline. Hi guys, Guy 69 here. Just wanted to say a very quick thank you for your
2: TV show recommendations. Uh, Most recently, Forged in Fire uh, from Tim, which is a fantastic show and has a lot of spin-off shows as well, only one of which I've enjoyed so far, which is the Knife or Death competitive chopping Mm. spin-off show, also very funny. Um, but yeah, good, good, interesting watch. And then um, Blown Away from a while ago. Blown that. Away. Yeah. Um, interesting, but also hilarious with all the references to Blowing. Anyway,
0: yeah, thanks, <laughs> That's the important part. That is the important part.
2: Not the artistry behind the craftsmanship, nope. but the Blowing
0: puns. Get, getting down and seeing these people like on, like sitting on little tiny yeah. chairs to blow into the end of a pipe while another guy rolls the pipe back and forth and a big ball forms on the end. <laughs> There's really something to behold.
3: Andy here. Here's what I don't get. Truckers! Because I'm not one. They're good guys, though. I- I'm just not a trucker, so I can't get the finer points of truckerdom. That aside, hope you're enjoying listening to your very first ever episode of Here's What I Don't Get, Acrobat Carl. <laughs>
0: Uh, Carl didn't get to hear that.
3: <laughs> uh so fuckers dead home. Uh got a rage or don't get fucking brain. Uh
1: moving fucking push pushing back dates because you're fucking unprepared.
3: Uh yeah. That's about it. Uh appraiser lady took forty eight days and when we needed it to be the appraisal to be done in a week, so now we're
0: Last minute rushing. Later. Uh, that explains why uh, the text message that I sent him earlier today had the response that it got. I'm not going to say exactly what the contents of that text message were, but uh-huh. they involved the spy producer request <laughs> and a time on the show. Uh-huh. So uh, you guys can figure that out for yourselves. Um, we look at, I think, one more from Andy.
3: Here's what I don't get. When people answering questions on products on Amazon, explain how they don't know the answer. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know, why are you compelled to type anything? Yeah. You think it's your personal duty to provide a response to every question asked? I th- probably a brother's up on the... This Mustang GT. I don't know. I don't drive cars. Yeah. yeah. People are thinking that everything is for camera them. Can handle? I don't own a camera. Does this butt plug have proper safety mechanisms to prevent getting stuck? Oh, hey, Momish, would you like to ride on my buggy? <sighs> uh, it it fucking infuriates
0: yeah. me. Just don't answer. I can't, I can't tell you how many questions I've seen on an Amazon where it's like, does this thing have this feature? And then the, the answer is something like,
2: I don't know. I, I don't
0: use that feature. I don't use that feature. No, the one that I was thinking of was, Uh, it hasn't gotten here yet but I'll let you know when it has and then of course they never updated it because what happens is Amazon emails you after you have bought a product and says someone has a question can you answer it and you click the button and then they think they have to put I don't know but the correct response is to close the fucking window (laughs) because you have nothing to add to the conversation yeah Because not only, not only did that person ask the question, get an annoying email, uh-huh. but now me, a third party just yeah. looking for questions is like, this is a good, I also have this question, click, I know, <laughs> I know, shut up, and you can't reply to those people. No. They need a reply function so I can go in there and reply yep. and go, you are a dumb, worthless fucking asshole, stop talking to people. Or just, just some kind of thing where you can get flagged so many times and then Amazon stops asking you questions about the products you buy. Yep. Ask me a question about the products I buy. I will give insightful answers when I have them. If I don't have them, if someone's like, does this is butt plug I have a specific safety features, I don't know. I don't buy butt plugs. I don't, you don't know because you don't use the safety features. Yeah, I turn those off. Yeah. Uh, so just like, it makes my blood pressure go through the roof. I am trying to I'm trying to discern if this is the correct product for my needs because sometimes, like they'll group uh,
2: products together that they shouldn't be grouped. Yeah, like uh, must they don't sell Mustang parts on Amazon really? Yeah, they they do. Well, okay. Let's say here's um, uh, a specific engine part for your Mustang that changes with each new body iteration. Yeah. But Amazon will have all four or five body iterations on the one page and all the reviews collated under that one page.: Yeah. so all the reviews for all the five, four or five different body part uh, body styles are they're, all meshed ma- together. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a
0: five-star product, but it's actually four different products. Yes. yeah. The, uh, when I, I just bought a printer this week, mm-hmm. and I was shopping for the printer, and I cannot fucking tell you how many printers I looked at. The thing my question, number one question on printers, what type of cartridge does this take? Yeah, because I need to know the cartridge type so that then I can then go into Amazon and say like the l 103 brother l l103 XL cartridges and then bloop, it pops up. The see 103 the is, to see what the prices are. Because that that's what I'm shopping with printers, right? I'm shopping the printer itself price, and I'm also shopping the ink price. I'll pay a little bit more for a printer that I can get cheap ink for. Yeah. And I won't buy a printer that I can't get cheap ink for. Because it's a
2: one-time cost versus like, I need to keep refilling. This.
0: Yeah, so I can't tell you how many fucking printers I looked at where there was a question of, What kind of printer what cartridges does this one take? Someone trying to do what shopping the way I'm shopping, right? Because for whatever reason the description doesn't say this printer takes the brother standard brother XL 103s or the HP 27102s, 27105s, 27106s. Like that's not in the description, which it fucking should be. And it should just be a blink at the bottom of the fucking page, right? Printer. Add printer, add paper, add ink. This yeah. All this shit goes together. None of that's on the Amazon page. Bunch of questions. What kind of printer cartridges does this printer take? Answer. Uh, the ones that came with are pretty good. Fuck you! <laughs> that's not the question being asked! That is not the question being yeah. asked. Shut up and mind your own business. Oh, the ones that came with were good. Thank you. Thank you for that stellar contribution, Mark. <sighs> It makes me want to just like screech into an abyss. Hurl a baby off a cliff. Yeah. I I just want to hunt those people down like the end of Jay and Silent Bob the movie, like knock on their door and like, are you a Teddy Destroyer 2721? And yes. Uh, Did you reply on this Amazon post about this specific Mustang part? I don't know. Yes. All right. And then I pull a stick out from behind my back and just whack him right in the head. <laughs> Bam, right in the forehead. Ah! Why did you do that? I don't know. And then I just walk away into the distance. Nice. Except then I have to turn right around and go, oh, wait. Did you also answer on the brother printer? You didn't know what kind of printer cartridge it has. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Wham right in the head again. Why did you do that? I don't know. And then I just turn around and walk off into the sunset again. Cause you know, these people are doing this on multiple posts. Yeah. It's not just like a no, one off. No, of that not. person thinks every email they get, they have to clackety clackety clack into. If you don't know the answer, just mind your own fucking business.
3: <sighs>
0: That's a great, that is a great voicemail. Yep. Cause I, and I can't believe I was dealing with it this week to just like my, uh, what I did, I'm seriously, three four printers i looked at this exact problem to the point where yeah. i just stopped looking at the questions and went straight to all right google what does the brother mdfc g63217 xl p dash R say jicks what cartridge does it take yeah. oh it takes this specific one okay what does that then into amazon clackety 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 thirty five dollars per color per refill no thanks what what does the Lexmark printer blah 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 take? It, it, infuriating, absolutely infuriating, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like it, they don't delete them. No, it's because for some reason. And
2: I, I anyone that has worked with a printer before should know like how fucking iffy. Printers can be how expensive ink is. Yeah. And then maybe someone would want to buy a printer based on how much the ink would cost for it. Yeah. Anyone that's working a printer would probably should probably know that. But as as we've said before, the majority of the people on this planet um have the IQ of a sponge. Of, of a sponge. Uh they're they you know, the site is of course has to be to the lowest common denominator. So You know, oh, printers. Number Amazon Choice, number one best selling printer. Click buy. Hey, do you want to buy this printer ink? I guess I do need printer ink for that. Click buy. It's the most most people have to go through.
0: The my I agree to an extent, but I also disagree because They'll just be like it'll be Amazon's recommended. It's not necessarily the best deal, you know. You'll if you're. I I bought a. I, this is the ironic thing. Many years ago, when I moved back to Tulsa, uh-huh. I got a. I got my printer back that I bought. I bought a decent printer. I did mm-hmm. a lot of research on printers, and I found this specific Brother printer it had cheap ink. It had mm-hmm. good print quality. It had. A scanner and a fax that we fucking don't, I didn't need but you can't get them without it anymore and my girlfriend at the time wanted all that shit in there of course never fucking used any of it and then she just left it on without checking the ink for six months while it went through its auto clean cycle and dispensed Mm -hmm. all the ink out of the fucking cartridges and then the the tubes were empty so I couldn't get the thing to work again and I smashed it with a hammer I think a lot of people remember that story Uh right, I ended up buying that exact same fucking printer again because that's the only printer on earth. And I think I paid more for it this time than I did the first yeah, time yeah. because it's now no longer an item that is just made. They've moved on to the new model, which takes dumbass ink that uh-huh. costs money again. Yeah. But that model, you could just buy ink for fucking nothing. I bought two refills for this. No, I think three. No, two refills for this printer. $14. Yeah. It's mind blowing how cheap the ink for this printer is. That's why I was so upset that it wouldn't work. That's why I put so much effort into fixing it as opposed to just throwing the goddamn thing away. A like each
2: pre-branded color refill is like 40 bucks. At least. Per color. Per color. Yeah. So, so but so that's per color. And usually you want to buy the pack that has the black, the blue, the yellow, and the or the black, the oh. cyan, the yellow, and the magenta, which is gonna cost you in the triple digits at you know at least this is kind of a
0: bonus issue but hp is on a whole other level oh, yeah. of scamming oh, you yeah. now because now they have the hp instant ink program where you sign up for an account you tie your credit card to your printer and your printer decides when it's buying uh. ink. so ink just fucking shows up on your doorstep like why the fuck is this and why did my credit card charge 135 dollars? But the best part is, you know, it comes with a year of free ink. Yeah. Amazon or the you, the HP printer you buy it, it comes with a, a year of free ink, and you don't have to pay. But then mm-hmm. at the end of that year, it starts charging you. Well, if you cancel your in, in, in Instant Ink subscription service they stop letting your printer print stuff. This is way worse than back in the day when HP cartridges would just not let you print black and white images because cyan is Uh in there and it uses it as a toner at like 1% to drain that ink cartridge and to fuck you when you need to print something black and white, which is another feature of this brother printer when I bought it back in the day was you can print black without the other three colors because we're not using those to Uh add contrast. Fuck it. Um, The they will screw you with that which is just obscene in my opinion yeah. and uh there was some new printer that i saw a commercial for where it just has tanks and you get like big syringes of ink and just <laughs> shoot them in there and it's like it's the it's the always ink thing and there's a very very obvious like picture on the side of the box i don't i'm not pronouncing picture correctly i'm talking about a a a tub of yeah. ink if you will that you can look and see the water line on all of these tubs to say oh black's getting low let me get my big syringe and <sighs> or I, I don't know maybe you poured in there with a maybe. with a pitcher i don't yeah. know it is all i know
2: is that printer ink at 1 point was the most valuable liquid on earth
0: yes it's a huge scam i i when i was in college my first year in college i bought this canon printer because it was 19 19 19 dollars 19.99 yeah. maybe on amazon and I bought it, and I had it for three months, and it ran out of ink. So I was it one of those
2: shitty laptop printers where you had to put one page at a time.
0: No, no, no. It was a Canon, so it had a, it had a you know maybe twenty sheets. Yeah, uh, it, and you loaded it in the top, and they came out the bottom. Um, so then I bought new ink for it. Ink was obscene; it was fifty bucks. Yeah, so I bought a thing of ink that was thirty bucks. Uh, that of course didn't work.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I decided. The idea that Canon had with this printer was I'd buy a $19 printer and then I'd pay 60 bucks every yes. time I needed new ink. Yeah. But uh it came with 3 months ink. So I just threw it in the dumpster and bought another $19 printer nice. on Amazon. I, yeah. <laughs> and this was this was an Amazon was like really getting peppy with the shipping uh-huh. so you get shit same day. So I threw it away, ordered a new Am- Canon printer, same one, Pixma something. Loaded it up. Use three it months. For three months. Yep. It ran out, threw it in the dumpster. I ordered, <laughs> I, ordered, I think, I think I was on my fourth printer, yeah. which still had ink in it, but I still threw it away when I moved out. Cause I didn't need a printer for six yeah. months. And I figured, uh, or well, I didn't need a printer of the summer. I figured I'll buy a new printer next year. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like, man, how much money? Cause you, the idea was to sell the printer at a loss and then you make it up, recoup it in ink yeah, that I can yeah. only buy from you. Well, how much did you guys lose Canon <laughs> motherfuckers? I gamed your system. Yeah. You, you weren't expecting that. Uh, they should. If you're going to do that, if you're going to sell the printer at a loss, you should make it the same price as the ink. Because if if it was a $50 printer or $50 ink, I'd probably just buy the ink over and over again. Yeah. I, I might go either way. Maybe make it $5 more than the ink. I'd like I'd be on a teeter totter there, but do I buy ink? Do I buy a new printer? Do I buy ink? Do I buy a new printer? But you sell me a printer for twenty bucks and ink for sixty. It's a no brainer. <laughs> no brainer. This thing's trash. It's a one use printer. Thank you. Yep. And that was that was the that was the beginning of my true hatred of printers, which is now just a white hot star oh, yeah. of rage.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, well, thank you everybody. Glad we got to bring in that bonus in episode, the bonus issue of printers. <laughs> uh be sure to check out who are these podcasts who are thank you for supporting the show on patreon and listening to us and go fuck yourself to that guy who decided that i was a huge bitch or whatever a faggot i was a faggot yeah. crybaby <laughs> faggot childless faggot yeah. um i'm sorry we're childless faggots uh we'll try and have kids that way we can get some new hosts in yeah here. yeah it's gonna really be yeah. tough
2: though with just the two of us